This episode is brought to you by wonderful pistachios. You guys know that I mostly eat whole foods when it comes to my nutrition, and I'm always looking for good crag snacks to bring to the boulders or to the cliff, something with some substance to keep me fueled for hours and hours of climbing. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help keep you feeling fuller longer than other snacks. And they're super convenient and so tasty. Their no-shell flavors include the classic roasted and salted, that's my favorite, super basic, I know. Salt and pepper, honey roasted, chili roasted, and smoky barbecue. They are all so good, you literally can't go wrong. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of sizes, perfect for enjoying by yourself or with family or friends, or taking them with you on your climbing adventures. So whether you're hitting the gym after work or heading out on a weekend adventure, Fuel up with a healthy and tasty snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Again, that's wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rhino Skin Solutions, my go-to when it comes to taking care of my skin. Here's the deal. We're coming into spring and summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's starting to warm up. And if you're like me and you're trying to get outside and climb on rock, sweaty hands are once again a factor in your performance. Luckily for us, my pal Justin Brown, the founder of Rhino Skin Solutions, has a solution. Rhino's line of antiperspirant products are a game changer when it comes to climbing in warm or humid conditions, especially if you have sweaty skin like I do. Check out their performance cream, dry spray, and tip juice to keep your hands dry as you tackle your summer projects. And check out my episode with Justin way back in episode 22 of The Nugget to learn how to use these products and how to take great care of your skin for whatever type of climbing you love to do. Head over to rhinoskinsolutions.com and enter code NUGGET at checkout for 20% off your next order of Rhino's antiperspirant products. Stock up on performance cream, dry spray, and tip juice, and keep your skin dry and happy in the summer heat. Once again, that's rhinoskinsolutions.com. Use code NUGGET at checkout for 20% off your next order. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Nugget Climbing Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Dimmitt, and my guest today is Matthias Brock Mixfitis. Matthias is the dino guy in Rocklands. I got to know him this season. It was really fun to get to know him. He's an amazing guy, really impressive climber. And if you hang out in Rocklands and if you climb with strong people, you will inevitably hear his name and it will probably be associated with dinos. This guy is the dino king. He's super passionate about dinos. He's built for dinos. He's put up like 50 first ascents of different dinos in Rocklands. He's done most of the hardest ones there all the way up to V13. And he's done something close to 200 double-digit dinos all around the world in his climbing career so far. It's so impressive. So, of course, we had to talk about that. We had to talk about all things dinos, and we do. Matthias is a remarkably well-rounded climber. He's really good across lots of different styles. He's super impressive. And, yeah, he's another one of those guys climbing V13 at 190 pounds. He's a big dude, tall, muscular and just, yeah, really impressive. If you guys enjoy this episode, if you are geeks and you want to learn even more, I'll be sharing an extra from this conversation for patrons at patreon.com slash the nugget climbing. 
I asked him what some of his favorite dinos were in Rocklands and if he had any exercises that he would recommend for people that want to get better at dinos. And we just got way, way in the weeds. We talked about specific dinos in Rocklands for quite a long time and then talked about exercises and it felt a little too niche to be in the regular podcast. So that's something new that I'm doing that I'm going to be doing more is pulling out some clips from these episodes. If they don't quite fit the flow of the episode or if we get really especially geeky, that's something I already do. I edit the show and I'm going to be posting a lot more of those extras on Patreon. So again, you can learn more at patreon.com slash the nugget climbing. I really rely on Patreon. It's how I've been able to build this YouTube channel and it's how I'm able to travel and meet people like Matthias and support myself. So it really, I really couldn't be doing this without it. And I really, really appreciate the support. So thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would consider signing up, but also no pressure. If you're new to the show, then just keep enjoying it for free. All right, please enjoy this deep dive into the world of dinos with Matthias. Check, check, check. Not first time to Bishop. <laughs> Not first session. And then when I did it, Keenan and Katie were there. You want me to say something? And both of them. How's this? Let's get you chewing chocolate mm. a little bit, a little bit louder, a little bit more chewing. I get some deep breaths in there. Some deep Ethan exhales. Is this one on as well? So Ethan's Big been size. been my co-host, and uh, I have had to edit his his microphone so much because um we'll just be in the middle of a conversation someone else will be talking like our, our guest will be talking <laughs> and even just goes he just goes <laughs> <laughs> and he sounds so exasperated like it's so loud and obvious and it just sounds like he's bored out of his mind like that's oh, the connotation I he's just breathing yeah. he's just like but it's i'm just i'm just a stressed breather amazing <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a sound check from you? Hello. How are we doing? Oh, nice. I like your accent. Oh, thank you. There we go. Okay. Very Oka. Very what? Oka. What is, is, that, that is that a part of, of Sydney or? No, it's like, I think it's just like very Australian sounding. Mm. Like you can, uh, hang on. Yeah, you can make it like way more Oka if you want to. Um, make it do that. Like, yeah, like you can get pretty Australian with things. And like have a bit more twang. Yeah. Um, a bit more twang, mate. Yeah, a bit more twang, mate. How's it yeah. going? Yeah. Uh, this is going to be my sound bite. <sighs> try, to, try to do the, e e the Ethan then... breathe. <sighs> Tone it. <laughs> try, to, try to imitate us. What do we sound like? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, give, me, give me a sentence. <clears throat> um, oh, no. I lost my water bottle. Oh, no. I've... Lost my water bottle. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. Maybe. I'll yeah. use my credit card. <laughs> I'll use my credit card. card. Oh, you, card. you put something with Oz in it. That was mean. <laughs> do you ever, yeah, do Australians ever pronounce R's the way that R, the way that Americans do? Mm, I don't think so. I think I think we'll oh. also add the R for like no. No. no yeah. No, yeah, no. No. Way. no. Yeah, it's almost no. <laughs> yeah, South Africans kind of have the no. They got, no. They got something going. No, no. no. <laughs> that's a that's Brits have a no too, kind of. Yeah, 
We're the only ones not adding an R to that word. The, the Americans. Um, do you want to describe how we first met? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't remember this, or at least the sec when I told you. Um, no, I do. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. Um, it was the set. At first, I was like, Waco, okay. And I was yeah. trying to place it. And then the setting we, really brought me right to the. Uh, yeah, I yeah. came up and told you that we met at um, in at the bathroom um, yeah. in Waco, uh, which is true. Uh, East Mountain. Yeah, East Mountain Car Park Bathroom. Um, said hi, talked about climbing. Um, I just remember it because it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. I'm going to go shit and you're going to stand here and wait for me because this is a one-person bathroom. Yeah. And then I'm going to come out and we're going to high-five and then you're going to go shit. Yeah, and basically. Gonna, <laughs> and then we're going to go on tour. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. This is, and this is classic. everyone's experience, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's. I think that's better than needing to go when you're on tour, though. Yeah. That's way worse. And then you try to carry it out and it's not good. <laughs> Oh, have you had to do that? Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have done this on podcast. Yeah, I did. I had to. You do had to LNT and poop in a bag in the backcountry. Mm -hmm. I've um, never had to poop in the backcountry. Knock on, knock on wood. I have, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course, it happens. Um, there's there there are hardly places I haven't pooped. <laughs> all that fiber, but yes. Uh, <laughs> all those all those salads. Getting to know you, meet meet and greets in the bathroom are always awkward. Yeah, pretty much any conversation in the bathroom is awkward unless it's like in. I don't know. It was like it was right outside, so it was like okay. It was outside. Now you're gonna stand here at yeah. the like right outside the door. I'm gonna go in here and that's and try not to fuck around on my phone because you're waiting. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, it was fine. It was great. I think that's always the worst one when you, um, if you kind of know who the person is that's waiting outside. Like I think it's like way better if it's like a complete stranger. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then it doesn't matter. You never see them again. But if you're like, okay, we're, we're climbing here, and we're like obviously traveling for climbing, I'm going to see you later, and this is going to be our story. Did, and <laughs> so Stephen went first. Um, yes, I think so. Yeah, blow it up. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly. <laughs> you're like the sitting there thinking about that. Like, is it going to smell bad? Wow. Am I going to get like I I can't get distracted <laughs> on my phone right now because he's waiting. I went in the bathroom, <clears throat> um, in the campground for a tour to I don't know the spur oh, or something, yeah. and there was a there was there were remains of an impressive log in one of the toilets. Wow! And um, remains. There were a couple like <clears throat> a couple of the rangers were like on top of the bathroom fixing something or whatever. Oh, oh! But it was, lock, it was pretty funny. Lock I was going like, on. you guys should go in there and. Check the situation out. There's there's a situation that mm. needs attention. I tried to deal with it on mm. my own and I couldn't. So that's probably the best cover story if you if it was yours. Right? Like you're like oh, someone yeah. someone's got to go in there. Have you ever used someone else's bathroom and then three minutes later been super paranoid that you forgot to flush? No, I'm pretty good about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You do the double check. I don't think I've ever done that. Okay. Just what? me. Flushed. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably never forgotten, but I've definitely like walked out and been like, oh, oh no. Like they go in there after you. Mm. And like, oh, fuck. I'm pretty sure I did. You'll never know now. I know. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Anyway. <clears throat> there you go. You want to talk about dinos? I'd love to talk about dinos. I'm like, you get three guys together and it's just like shit talk for literally yeah, 10 minutes. I love this. Um, I, I had a, I had Carlos and Steph on the podcast and Carlos reached out like a few days later and he's like, you know, and I was already thinking of having you on. And he's like, you should have Matias on. He said, I overheard a conversation with with between him and someone else where he was describing how he grades dinos and thought it was really interesting. And it, it piqued my curiosity right away because a dino is such a strange 
thing in climbing and like it it somehow works to like fit it within this weird grade scale but it almost should have its own like dinos almost should have their own grade scale but it yeah it kind of it kind of works like i'm actually surprised that there aren't more dino specialists who can only do hard dinos but can't do other hard forms mm-hmm. of climbing it like you're the dino guy yeah but um i was looking at your 8a this morning and like you've you've done so many hard boulders um of all styles and so i'm like okay like he didn't you know he's not just the dino guy um carlos same thing like he's you know he's yeah, that's the thing. this Sneak, is like sneaky his, all-rounders yeah sneaky all-rounders exactly yeah, yeah. anyway um let's start there how do you grade the, well should we start there maybe we should start with how you became the dino guy in rockland <laughs> because showing up here and talking to ethan is just like oh yeah matthias did another new one and another new one and he has all these dino that's projects so good. Um, yeah, I've got like, I think there's like about 40 ish lines that I've like walked around and seen. I've like a, like a little list of the things I still need to do or like go back and double check. Um, I think I, I did start traveling for climbing like 2011 and I was only strong enough to do my max grade in dinos. Cause I, I also, I, I checked out mine just to like, see, like, I think like basically almost half of my climbs from like 10 or 11 up are dinos like mm. almost half or, or at least they have like some big Still? Dead point in it it's like gotten a bit better um but yeah it's it's definitely it's like it's, i mean for context you've you've done like over 400 double digit boulders i was looking at it mm. a couple oh, hours shit. ago yeah tons yeah. oh my god yeah like 148 <laughs> a's and you know a bunch of v13 so half of those are dinos yeah like where are you finding all of these that's the thing i mean a lot of them Rocklands. here yeah rocklands <laughs> I, I think like last last season i had a um like a tweaked finger so i just went for dinos and compression lines and then half of my climbs were fa's and then half of those were dinos and that was like 11 dinos or something and some of them were like really nice good like hard ones like uh overpowered or something um yeah i don't know it's um i think it's definitely gone from like a like play to your strengths and then just kind of like make your strength stronger argument but yeah a lot of a lot of when i traveled i i couldn't climb the grades I wanted to just cause I was not like either technically proficient enough or I couldn't crimp well enough or something like that. Like it, like I think when the first time I hang water and then came back to Rocklands and I did all these crimpy lines that my friends had done like seasons prior and I'm like, Oh, okay. This is, this is what you do for like to do these climbs. And that was, that worked out really well. But yeah, like the, like I've been to, I think the only like font eight days I've done are like the dinos there. Mm. And then I've done like the same, I think my first trip to Waco I did, like I like specifically went on tour to do like Wellsite Dino. Um, I've never even. It's on West. I think heard of that Wellsite Dino. Wellsite Dino. Oh, Wellsite Dino's amazing. It's kind of it, you don't lose the bottom hand. Yeah, it's like from pockets and it's yeah, like a big it's amazing though. It's like one of the best mm. V10s in Waco, I think. And like uh, Lanyager as well. Mm. Like anything that was kind of like uh, big okay. movieish mm. type thing, I get yeah. like cause anything that's like good good holds good moves mm-hmm. or big moves. Um, and then now knowing as much as I do about climbing or climbing for like a lot longer and thinking about things a lot more through like my own climbing or coaching or whatever. Um, now I'm like starting to, to round it out and, and it's like opening up way more with the dining, but I still find that like potentially it used to be like dining was like the best feeling I could get while climbing was doing a dino because there's something about like doing something that you don't know if you don't know it's possible and then you like stick it. And there's a couple of times where you like, you like, dunk a jug or like some hold and you're already like looking down uh, at your pads and you're like oh i'm still attached and then you get like the, the match and it's like i think that that feeling like that little dis- disbelief is like what i was really drawn to mm-hmm. and then 
now I've found that more and more with like, like isolating like a small crimp and I'm like, oh, I'm doing this shoulder move. That's really rad. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, I'm, I'm like still on a slab. And it's like, you know, it's like not number grade hard, but like for me, I'm like, you know, like a V7 outside. I'm like, yeah, I'm killing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of like that, that feeling. And then I think here, especially it just lends itself to it. And I think I uh, like the first trip I came here, basically all the hard climbs I did were dinos. And then the second trip, I kind of like got a little bit more and then I like it. And then it, I kind of ran out of the ones that were like easy to get to. And I think the Ethan knows this struggle with like trying to work out a crew to go out to like Encore or Double or Nothing or something like that, where it's like the the next kind of level up gets hard. So I started looking more roadside and I started looking um, basically closer to where I was staying just to, because there's so much to look at here. And I don't think anyone who comes one off is really ever looking for something because they just want to like go for that one line. But if you're like lucky enough or um, have the means or privilege enough to like come back here year after year, then it's kind of like, I think for me, it was like a logical progression to be like, okay, what if we could just climb this thing? And um, I think like the perfect boulder at power lines is like the perfect example of that, where you've got like an amazing line and then you've got a roof and then it's like, what about this one? What if we did this? And then you, you'd, every time you end up doing one or like trying one, it like feels as good. Mm. And you get like the enjoyment of you doing, you seeing it, you doing it or not doing it. And then like now, especially this year, for some reason, like, especially with the, um, the, the kids or the freaks, like the, <laughs> um, the, the Northeast boys. And, yeah. Those, those, all those guys. And like, they're doing like some of my, like most low ball, like they're like it object, uh, aesthetically not the best, but like really fun movement. And you're like top out at like chest height and they'd like, they're like, repeating those i find that really like fun and kind of like it's nice to see people just get enjoyment out of climbing movement and i think that that's like the easiest thing um in climbing to like get that out of is like like dino is very black and white it's like oh you've got it or you don't have it and then when you have it you're like sick mm. like, and then for a lot of people it's like now where's the next one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least it is for me where was your first or what was your first big dino project just in general um, I think the first one that I remember seeing ever was like, um, well, my first like V9 was a dyno and it was like an limit of something else. And then I think the same with my first 11 was like, just like a big dead pointy thing. Um, in Sydney or? In Sydney, yeah. Um, so I started climbing in Sydney and then I went to Font, I think, and Magic Wood pretty soon after. And it, that was like for um, uh, Rainbow Rocket, for sure. Um, and I th- Did you have to step up on Rainbow Rocket? I stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. I, at that time, I don't think my just like vert was that good, but I just like really liked dynoing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was, that was like, that's as amazing as it is. And then like in font as well, like if you're climbing in the kind of 7A plus to 7C range, there's like a bunch of just really, really good quality climbing of all grades, but then especially of the dinos as well. And if you like go in the 7 plus 8 guidebook um, and you don't look at like, the climbs that are labeled as dyno, but you go for the climbs that are labeled as morpho, you'll find like really good <laughs> compression lines and really good dynos. Like that's like, like Lapuce was um, like quite a low ball dyno, but it's like one of my first that I like went to font the first time without, without a pad and I camped. And then I got like given someone like felt sorry for me and gave me a little like push bike. Um, and I like rode my bike like half an hour to get to Lapuce. And then I like was able to do it. And I came back and that was like my like, biggest achievement of like a you know one month two month trip or something was like doing this one boulder and i came back and like 
just like to my little one man lie down tent, which I didn't have a, a, a sleeping. <laughs> Where did for. you camp? Where do people um, camp and find? La Musidia. It's mm. like on the um, like the western edge of the Topignon. Mm. So like all my climbing in font for like a long time was just like whatever's in walking distance. So I never went to like Bacuvia. I went. I didn't mm. go to like elephant or anything like that mm. for the first time I went there because I just didn't have the means. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that time as well, just like not mm, savvy enough to like get a car or like even a SIM card. Um, <laughs> just ended up and you were just there by yourself. And I was there by myself. Wow. When, when yeah. was this? That's dedication. Uh, I think it was 2011. Okay. And, and then wow. I, met, I met some Germans and went to magic, end up going to Magic Wood to climb with them and that was way better. Um, and there's like, um, like one of the, I think the best climbs still for like variation, like, uh, du Cote du Sejuan, um, on the side of Brewer and Block. Like, plus, yeah. Yeah. And that has like everything. And then at the end is like a diner to lip. And it's like, after you do a mantle with crimps and slopers and there's like a no hand rest and all, like all of this stuff, like, I don't know, just, ah, oh, still good. But yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where was your first big dino? Um, is is Rocklands like? Is there any other place like Rocklands in the sense of just being such a hot spot for for dinos? Like, is it just there's so much rock here? The rock doesn't form that many faceholds, mm. and it's just like perfect for dinoing. It seems like there's more hard dinos here than like the rest of the bouldering world put together. But it, maybe I just don't pay attention to dinos most of the time. Are there any other like hot spots for dinoing at at this point in time? I don't think so. I think there's um. The, the closest thing for hard dinos or like the, I think the country that has the most hard dinos would be like Spain first mm. and then probably the States or it'd be, or it'd have to be font just from a, like a volume of rock standpoint. Mm. Um, but even, even font ones, I think they only go up to like 8A plus. Um, but Spain, we just got like a 8C, like V15. Really? Um, yeah. Which, Whoa. and the guys, the guys here now is um, Juan Alonso um, and um, he did, overpowered as well um which that's one of yours yeah it's like the it's like a distance dinos 8b um and uh, can so, you go a little closer with the map? Uh, yeah 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 um it's up uh, it's like the kind of like this the second last like kind of project to, um that got done um and asked him like distance comparatively and he said it was like pretty much the same distance but his is like maybe like you, your feet start like two meters off the ground or something Oh yeah, so it's scary. So it's you have to Psychological do like the exact difficulty. same like push, and but your your landing is just like way worse, and that that's like is part, of, a, part of the grading scale. Yeah. Is he a dino specialist? He's um yeah he, he's so there's so I say Spain because I've been to basically gone to Spain specifically to do dinos um as well and like gone to like um uh, this place Navaloso which has Iberia which is like maybe the original step up dino outside ever like I think mm. before Rainbow Rocket mm. um and yeah, did that and then like found like all these other little satellite ones um, pretty close to Madrid. And mm. um, I think that's where he's based. But mm. um, this bouldering area, Tamajon, has like probably the first 8B dino that I saw and tried. Um, and then like just a bunch of others. And it's like one cave and it has like 7C, 7C plus 8A, 8B. Because there cave. it's like the sandstone forms a lot of horizontal breaks. Is that is it sandstone or is it no these oh. ones this so this his one and this cave is limestone oh wow which is really okay. interesting um and it's like it'll be just like a it's just like there is a break and then it goes into just like a big pockety hole thing mm. um and then there's also a lot of hard ones on granite like 
basically inside the Madrid like city limits as well. Whoa. Um, interesting. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And yeah, dynamic on granite, like I've tried your, your one at Bishop, like that, um, is it like, um, not like Shaolin style or it's up at um, Dave's camp near Green Hornet. Oh, the thing that starts on like a side pole and you have to dyno to like a really grainy sloper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't remember the name of that problem. I, I think actually Sharma also mm. climbed that first with yeah, like okay. a like a minuscule crimp oh. instead of doing the big jump. Okay. Have you did you do that one? No, I, I tried it um, seven years ago or something. Okay. okay. Um, I, I went there for like I went there and then I got taken on like a, basically a, a dino tour of Bishop. Okay. Um, but I'm surprised that the person who took you on the tour knew about that climb because that, that that's super obscure. That's I, a, I think that's I a found deep that. Cut. I think I, I, I like I went through like. I do, I do a lot of like beta mining. Like I think okay. the first year I came to Rocklands, I had like seven gigs of videos of people climbing. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, rock up to a boulder that I, I wanted to do. Because I, I was like, I knew I wanted to do volume, um, not potentially like climb super hard, but it was like, okay, if I can go to all the areas back then, which is like fewer than now for sure, but, um, and then like do like the best climbs around like, you know, seven to 10, that would be amazing. And it, and it was, and it worked really well. Um, but yeah, I did the same thing for Bishop. Mm. And so like, because it's like so close to Zen flute and I really mm -hmm. want to do that, mm -hmm. then yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. 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 Oh. That, the, the hold you dino to on that climb is horrible. So sharp. <laughs> yeah. It's like bad and it's blind and it's like grainy. Mm. And it's a sloper. And it's a sloper. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. But like a great climb. I, I'm pretty sure I could not do that, <laughs> not do that now. Do you have a, um, do you have a best dino that you've ever done? Like, is there like a clear Ooh. winner? The end. Yeah, this is the the, <laughs> the not so hot take is the end or uh, in here in Rocklands. Here in Rocklands, I want to go try that. Um, for from a um, like like if we're if we're we've had the conversations for like how do you give stars to boulders or to dinos, and it's like um, how much it destroys your skin. So if it's like really comfortable, great. Um, if mm. the landing's flat, if it's got a good view, if it's like the the line itself is like aesthetic aesthetically pleasing um if it's like hard enough to be like basically like a good challenge but like not really exclusive um and not really like you, it's kind of one as well that you can't really get like overly strong for it because there's a decent amount of tech for like needing to commit to go backwards and that mm -hmm. kind of thing but it's like probably yeah it's like perfect comfortable bucket jug on the apex of a big like swoop to a comfortable dunk and it's like a full-on dunk as well and you get like the little leg flare and everything <laughs> and there's like been a couple of um people do it with like the full moon in the background and everything like you just can't really beat that like yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think all those all those uh attributes you listed about like sort of the non-climbing aspects of a mm. boulder problem really do go a long way to to the quality even not just of dinos but like i found oh, myself like i don't know i'm like Amandal is a sick line, but like there's this boulder that's like blocking half the rock. And then, but also like just how like dirty and wet and like muddy <laughs> the ground is everywhere around Amandal. Like there's nowhere to stand that isn't mm. on the pads that we're, that you're not going to get like your shoes and your stuff like covered in like wet sand, basically. Mm. I'm like, this is a star detractor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wet mm -hmm. sand below this boulder is a star detractor. There's, I think the one that really annoys me is if you're trying something where like the hillside follows it and you mm. can't like land on the pads without sliding everything all the way down the hill. Mm. Like I find that so annoying, such a detractor. <laughs> <Yeah>. that's, that's frustrating. <laughs> getting getting better with like sky hooking pads and mm. stuff like that. 
just some techniques there. But yeah, your um slider pad techniques for the the wind the other day on Black Shadow were just like uh, when I went to like undo all my pads and stuff. I was like, what is what is this? This is this is, <laughs> this is like on here. Well, it's it, great. It blew away twice like before i properly like you know like properly blew away yeah, yeah. Like 40 meters away from the, the boulder <laughs> wow I wow had yeah. to run and oh go god. find it in the bushes oh yeah. yeah um how many how many dino first ascents do you think you've done in rocklands oh um dino first ascents um i think i'm i think i'm on like close to 50 oh my wow. god um that would be like majority would be like 10 or up just because I think that's what I'm kind of looking for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, down to like V4 or something. But yeah, definitely, yeah, close to that. I think Rocklands has like 70 or 80, like what could be classified as proper dinos, either like a dead point dino or like um, everything cuts off. And how many of those have you done, like total? Um, most of them. Um, I've got like maybe less less than 10 around five or 10 that left to do, I think out of them, mm -hmm. but otherwise, yeah, like, wow. I definitely structured entire trips to go do things or find them all. Like, like there's like a lot of obscure ones in like, um, zones that no one climbs in anymore. Like, um, uh, there's the hook Sonder coffee, mm. which is like a traveler's rest, like micro zone. And there's like one eight, a dino that's like Killian's dino. And it mm. was like put up in like the mm. early 2000s something. And I, mm. I don't know anyone else has tried that, let alone like climbed to that crag. Um, I did a first ascent there last did year. Did Malero, yeah. Oh, was it a crack? The crack, yeah. Okay. You've seen it, right? I think so. It was that, like that, that kind of standalone. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like kind of in a corridor. Mm -hmm. There's like a slab next to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, rad. That's like my only FA in, in Rocklands. Damn. And I didn't like pioneer it or anything. I just... You just rocked up. First. Oh, you got a, you got a, like a sport climb fa didn't you oh that's true yeah i also didn't bolt that but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, take, just piggybacking off of everyone else's work basically <laughs> that's not bad not bad life. is the killian dino at hoaxander coffee cool or <clears throat> yeah and it's kind of like um it's i think there's there's uh there's dinos that are like ahead of their time so like um mm. like industry of cool for instance is like mm -hmm. you know the first paddle outside almost i guess almost there's one in italy that Again, there's like a video of Killian doing it mm. ages ago. Which oh, is wow. Like triple clutch. Well, Whoa. Like, like one, two, three. Whoa, up. sick. Um, but for like well-known ones, um, and the Killian one is like, it's one of the ones where you have to like put a foot kind of high and like off to the side and then step up and like trust that it's going to stay. And then like, it's like really like a lateral Whoa. kind of almost like a skate dino. Oh, wow. Um, a skate dino. Yeah. So there's like, for like the kind of more like compy setting, like the skate, so like the kind of like the parkour style running across um, features or something like that. Mm. Um, like, uh, yeah, I think if there's like, if the majority of what you're doing is going across the wall, then up, I would probably call it like more of a skate. Um, but this one is like, I think there's like a commitment factor as well, because then if you don't get the jug, you like potentially fall off the tier of landing, oh, like God. maybe into a bush. Well. Um, but that's the kind of thing where it's like, it's just, it's, that was put up like, so long ago before that was like a kind of commonplace in gyms and i think that those are the ones that are kind of the i guess people get used to them and then they start getting done really quickly um mm -hmm. which is like yeah like industry again when it got put up and it was like like v13 or 8v um and it was like no one could do it it was like if you were a named pro at the time then you would be like sessioning it and like maybe you have a shot who did that first again uh nale mm. 
Um, but then like all the videos of it was like, it was just like Dave and um, Giuliano and stuff. Um, and then like, yeah, there's a bunch of diners that only got done here if you'd like basically like won a world cup or you already climbed 315. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that was, I think now when people get more and more used to it, those ones are the, the first ones to get downgraded or they, they become like, they have like a bit of like a resurgence in popularity because people are like, oh, okay, like I can actually, I have the skill set now of this. Um, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just like thinking about that phenomenon of like things getting done and then mm. it just becomes like more doable in the collective consciousness mm -hmm. and then maybe downgraded. <laughs> and then I'll spend 15 <laughs> sessions on it anyway. <laughs> Did it used to get AB plus? No, uh, no, it was 8B. I think now it's 8A plus. Yeah. Oh, I see. Which yeah, is the hardest 8A plus I've ever fucking tried. Yeah, which is when, when, it, when it got downgraded because I I'd already like put like some sessions into it. I was, I feel like there was, there's a, a bit of like, I think I was like maybe less chill. Or like I've, I've mellowed out um, now. Um, but I think I was, I was more attached to, grades on climbs especially if they were put up as a certain grade and then you'll and then they get downgraded before you've been able to session them especially if they're like multi-season projects um but um i got tangential again damn <laughs> um but yeah uh, there are these ones where it's just like there's like the i find it really interesting with like if the if the dyno is more techie then that's something that i think people generally will like be unconsciously uh or like without them having to put much effort in get better at those through normal commercial setting um mm. specifically for dynamic movement and how we're how we're doing things um versus and probably just watching so many more people do movement like that exactly yeah yeah um and like the like the new like um power bar one beta which is basically like a it's a pogo to a foot stab as a dead point dino and that's something that's a movement as well that was like like Tilo thought of it because he's a comp climber and he's like amazing climber in general. But um, you, then I was I saw that thought it was really cool. Didn't get chance to try it last season, and then I ended up teaching like almost exactly that movement to um, people uh, like more like intermediate climbers in the last year. And then I I used the cues that I used with them for like myself when I did that. And I was like, oh, this is actually just like a harder version of this thing. And it works like instantly. And then like the people I was there with as well, I was like, oh, like put your leg like this. And then they were starting to like get progress on it. And it was like, yeah, it's like one of the, the things that can make things, one of the parts of the dyno, like the, the technical aspect I think is the easiest thing to change. Um, and then you have like, like the size of the holds, which is just like people get stronger. So I think that also um, eventually goes down, but I think the distance of the dyno, that's probably like the the longest lasting thing. So if there are like um like overpowered superpower where it's literally like it, it's you can either get it or you can't. There's not too many tricks. Mm. Um then those ones tend to stay kind of as a certain grade or like at benchmark to a point because no one trains legs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> no one trains legs. Yeah. No yeah, yeah. I'm going to next year. <laughs> I recommend it. It's great. Yeah. I just wanna I just wanna be able to carry pads and be less tired <laughs> afterward. <laughs> we should definitely talk about training legs because mm. yeah, I have that on my list here. Um how you've trained for dinos. But grading. Grading. How do you grade your FAs oh, yeah. of dinos? Because I think it, it's like it's like weird to me that it works as well as it does. Like yep. you would you would just think intuitively that like dinos are super morpho, like the bigger you are, the easier, but there's so much, there's so much more to them here mm -hmm. than that. And like, I went and tried hole in one and 
I mean, barely tried it. I gave it like kind of two half-assed attempts and like, it's, it's not an issue of height. It's a hundred percent commitment. Like it's mm-hmm. so weird to dyno straight into a roof that's like coming out at your face. And then you have to somehow like slither your way up around that in midair. And it just feels like you're going to smash your face into the wall. Yep. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is so strange. Like so, so hard to commit. Um, and I'm sure that's where a lot of the difficulty on that one comes from, but yeah. What, what's your process? Um, I think, uh, a lot of it is now comparison with others. I think I was pretty confident with um, the grading that I'd used because I'd previously done dinos in other countries that had like received like a kind of consensus grade of whatever it was. Yeah. Like rainbow rocket or um, the ones in Spain. Yeah, exactly. Um, Nowadays, it is a lot of like comparisons to climbs I've done in the past um, or like uh, knowing where I am with my strengths or like how easily I find things. Um, I like try to make a point of doing hole in one every year because it's like, I think that's one of the sickest features like in the world ever. Like just big toilet bowl dunk thing. Um, and that, that can help. Um, <clears throat> but um, I think it you, you kind of like, you, you take a, a dyno that... I guess stays at a certain benchmark and then um if it's in the same style of dino so there's um like um, there's probably more categories but um the mains are like it's like a distance dino where it's purely just about reaching the hold and the hold itself is probably a jug um so there's no like real tricks of like um trying to needing to be necessarily like um strong or like have particularly good grip grip strength because it's like once you once you get it, it's like a yes no it's like you'll you'll latch it and then there's like complexity dinos which are either like foot complexity so there's like a step up or a skate or um if it's hands it's like a paddle um which can be like more lateral like industry or it can be just like where you like double clutch or something and then you have to like quickly you know grab like a, a slightly better hold nearby to um keep the in-swing um and then you have more like commitment dinos um which is more like they can be the ones where you you think you're going to smash some part of your body into the wall um so if it's like out like a little rooflet it could be like you think your knee is going to basically go there and that's um not gonna be fun um or like hole in one yeah <laughs> like your face on <laughs> like your face like, it, like your face on hole in one yeah um then there's like fear of like the the for committing it's like um your landing so either your landing is like horrible and uneven like um there's one up at plateau um cross my heart and hope to fly um and that's like probably the worst landing of a dyno i've put up ever or done um and that one's got that and then um it also involves like a step up as you go as well and then the hold you grabs also not as juggy as it could be so it's like on in like three different ways it's harder than this other one that's kind of similar and that's kind of more of that process and then you have uh commitment just because something's really high so like leap of faith um and i think for dinos fear grading is like absolutely a thing um there's definitely climbs around here um that the moves themselves could be two grades less or something but because you're doing them up so high it's like you'd never commit um Mm. you'd never have any trouble committing to that move if it were ground level and so there's like that comes into consideration as well and then sometimes they put like some logistical grading on it but i don't think that plays into it too much but like i think the main the main categories would be like distance commitment and then um maybe like the technical side of things and then there's like the strength side of things so if the the holds get really really small um so like uh panama at sassy's 
is just off like half pad crimps that are slotted so you can't like build on them that much and then you're just doing like a big dead point so it's not not as far as like majority of the dinos you keep a hand still because it's like hard to hold but it's just like um like so strengthy and like you need to kind of leave your shoulder behind and like keep it locked off to actually hold the swing which is a bit of like a windmill and so that's like the kind of other kind and then if you combine those elements then you eventually get to like where i've started grading things and then if we're gonna simplify that more it's like so after you've like had those um it's like okay so if i've got like a good chance of from experience like flashing or doing this grade really quickly then that's kind of where this will sit if it takes me like in 10 tries it might be this if it's like you know 20 to 50 tries it'll be this if it's like multiple sessions or seasons it's this and then if it's <laughs> did you hear him do it <laughs> did you hear him do it oh, yeah i did and I was, I was like i was like yeah i have been talking like quite a while um and then it's and, not you yeah. it's not you i promise um, <laughs> um it's just dinos in general um, <laughs> yeah i'm just just thinking about scary dinos yeah oh, <laughs> sighing really loudly they're so good um and then there's uh and then i've got one here that i've been trying for like like five seasons basically yeah um so then I, that just i think from that alone and the fact that i i've had to like specifically try to train for that which i haven't really done for a lot of the other diners um then that i think would go into like the next grade range mm -hmm. um so there's like did a lot you, did you try it much this year i feel like you didn't try it that much I, I gave two sessions into it i kind of my first session went really well i got like higher than my highest from last season mm. by like an inch Mm. Um, and then in my second session on it, I was like really like leg tired mm. and kind of just like, you just end up walking a, a, around here so much. I don't think you ever feel as fresh or snappy as you do in like the first little bit. And we just had pretty terrible luck with weather for the first 20 days or something. There was like 25 days and five of those were without any bit of rain. Um, and then I think I kind of just like got a bit more tired and then like a bit more psyched on like basically climbing anything that was dry or um especially this trip like anything that was like anti-style mm. uh you had a good trip me. i had a great trip um yeah, yeah um this was the best trip i've ever had in my life hell yeah this is my best year of climbing ever this is nice. great yeah <laughs> i'm like I'm, <laughs> I'm very good right now uh like uh mentally like how i'm like i think approaching climbing is very good um and it's like it feels way more fun than it ever has or like i'm more like mm. interested in that's cool. Trying to learn from boulders, I guess, instead of do boulders, I think. Um, but I'm also like kind of intentionally not projecting on anything that's like really like kicking my ass that much. Mm -hmm. um, like I don't, I don't think I have the fortitude to like be at this part of my trip. That's why I'm not getting back on the moisty. Is like I'm like yeah, like it's that, that's like it requires like this extra level of effort, which I don't really have for me right now, and. Um, and dinos are really fun. And yeah. I think that's like my last few days here. It's like, all right, these things that I think they need to go down or yeah, at least yeah. get tried. Yeah. What do you think the difference in like your attitude or approach is this year versus like previous years? I mean, besides what you just described of like not, I mean, you said you've been, you've been trying boulders to like learn and not necessarily send, which mm -hmm. seems, seems like a, a good approach. I mean, I think about that a lot. Like, with my own climbing, I'm like, okay, well, today might not be the day, but I still have more like left to learn. And that's like, you know, that should be the fun part at least. Like, yeah. <clears throat> um, I do you feel like there's more of like a detachment or something? I think so. I think, um, I've spoken to, uh, Carlos about this a bit. Um, I think 
this is like the, the second season, I guess, post-COVID. Um, like Australia got locked down for two years, um, so we couldn't, we couldn't fly anywhere or really do much outside of like five, 10 Ks of our house. Um, and so like coming back into traveling and coming back here is like, it's just like the perspective shift where you're just like, I'm just grateful to be doing this here. And then like, I guess intentionally not trying to have wobblers um, mm. <laughs> and, and like kind of just being like, what if I just like, like took a deep breath instead of um, swore or something, which is like, um, I think like there's a certain amount of like relief that that release that that gives. But I, I think this trip, it's like the contrast now when I see people having like a really not like really not a good time at the crag because they're getting shut down, something that they chose to project while they chose to be on this trip when they're here right now in like this little bubble with like South Africa the way it is right now as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that, that there's like a lot of perspective mm. um, that I'm getting uh, and then a lot of um, I think yeah, the mindset change, I, I got um, way more like playful with my climbing and like trying to um, relearn the basics through coaching people and I'd like get them to do th like drills on the wall and then I was like, oh, what if like I'll try this drill because then I have to show someone but then I was having a lot of fun with it and then I'm like, oh, if I do that in my climbing and I focus on this little element of um, this climb instead of doing the climb, it's like, oh, how can I make this toe hook feel like this much better or something like that and then that just carries on so much to everything else and I think that accumulation of progress and then also just like instead of like being attached to the outcome you're like I'm gonna climb this thing and then down climb it and that's my goal for today's session or something and like because it is a goal that I think a lot of other people don't have or just wouldn't do normally there's like no external pressure or anything on it either and I found myself having way more fun in my sessions prior to coming here and then when I was here I was kind of just like I'm back like and I'm back to see like a lot of my friends and stuff because I have been coming here for so long now and then like um yeah close friends are, you know there's a I think with traveling as well um for climbing like you make a lot of good friends that are in like a similar position or you only see when you go on the trip and then that becomes like I don't know they're almost closer than like your friends back home or like you feel, feel like definitely more comfortable here um or I do at least then um back where I'm like kind of just waiting for like when I can go on the next one and like everything a lot of things in my life are geared towards saving up enough so that I can come and do this thing. And like, I made my business like climbing related so I could keep working when I was here and all this kind of stuff. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like gratitude. Gratitude. Yes. And I'm and, so thankful that I'm climbing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like turning, play, it, turning it into like a game, maybe mm. like, play, pl bringing like a playful approach back to climbing. I think so. That yeah, seems healthy. That's cool. Yeah. I think, and sorry. perspective and like a zoomed out perspective. Mm. Yeah. I think also from uh, like, I guess getting into climbing from a dyno background as well. It's like very like there's, I think the projecting process is very much like um, it's for me in general, if it's something that I can do in a session, then it's quite linear. Like you'll just eventually I'll tend to either do it or there's a very clear, like you're not going to do this today mm. and you can accept that a lot easier than, oh, maybe if I had this little piece of micro beta on this like 16 move climb, that would have been the difference or something like that. I think um, also just getting shut down so many times because knowing that you're just going to fall over and over and over again makes things a bit easier to deal with. And then for the, for the anti-style stuff, I think I was just like, dude, I'm just stoked I can do stuff that I used to find really hard in a style that I 
didn't necessarily really enjoy or like find myself good at. And I think that being like a bit more, um, I think uh, like nice to myself about not being good at some element of climbing or some style of climbing is like also very helpful. Mm. And then like you do get like a little win here or there um, or like a big win with Caroline. Um, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it's just this kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm just stoked. And it's like, it's like also like clear, um, clear signs of like progress in um, like a sport that doesn't have anything really clear for like how well you're doing like for the outdoor stuff um like you know i have years here where i'm like or years in climbing where i think i'm climbing well or i'm i'm like maybe i am and i don't really know and i like at the time i'll like grade things a certain way and then i come back to it and i'm like oh maybe that was just, i was really good and i didn't know and i didn't appreciate it at the time and now i'm like here i'm like okay no i i'm fully well appreciating i'm like i'm uninjured i'm having a good time i also have like enough information to help myself out if I do have little tweaks like I'm in a very like lucky position um so yeah I think I think just being here is really nice mm -hmm. again and I'm just like happy to be here more than anything that's awesome yeah yeah and we will be right back this episode is brought to you by Fizzy Vantage I take the Fizzy Vantage supercharged collagen every day why because my fingers need collagen to get stronger. Hello. Here's the deal. Supercharged Collagen is a research-based, athlete-proven supplement that supports collagen synthesis in connective tissue and the force transfer matrix of muscle. What the hell does all that mean? Well, to me, it means if you want stronger fingers, you should be supplementing with collagen. I personally am taking my collagen an hour before my finger training on my training days to get the most out of my training. And I really think it helps. It makes sense. Collagen is what our tendons are made of, and we need more collagen to make them stronger. And it's working. It's awesome. Collagen is super helpful for recovering from injuries as well. I've had a couple injuries in the last year. I had a bicep tendon injury this winter, and having a lot of collagen in my diet helped me get back to 100% and back to climbing V10 again within three months from the date of the injury. If you would like to feel the Fizzy Vantage, head over to fizzyvantage.com and use code NUGGET15 at checkout to save 15% off your next order. That's fizzyvantage.com and use code NUGGET15 at checkout to save 15% off your order. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Let's talk about therapy. Have you tried therapy? It's fucking awesome. I go to therapy twice a month through BetterHelp and it's super, super helpful. I have a lot of supportive people in my life, but nothing beats sitting down and talking with a professional who is there for no other reason than to listen and to help. It's the best. I would literally pay twice as much for therapy. And I'm actually paying full price for therapy right now, despite them being a sponsor of the podcast, uh, which I just realized I should look into that. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge and without any awkwardness. It's super easy. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com nugget today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot nugget. And now back to the show. It's it's interesting going all going back to the grading thing. I think like the thing that stood out is, oh wow, that sounds exactly like the way that anyone grades anything. You yeah. know, it just I think where I was stuck was um, I would have no idea how to grade a hard dino, but that's just because I don't do hard dinos. And same thing with a slab. If I climbed a really hard slab that took me ten sessions, I would have no idea what that means because I haven't done any other hard slabs recently. Um, and yeah, if you have hundreds of double digit mm. dinos under your belt, then you have probably more of a reference than anybody else. So, um, yeah, I think so. Cause I get, I get confused with like, but we, we did a, a new slab last night. Um, and we like, we did it. We're like, how hard? We're like, we have no idea. <laughs> we like, I've done maybe 20 slabs outside that, you know, weren't like proper, like, you know, V, V1 to V3 kind of range. Um, we had no idea, and we, I still don't really know. It's kind of like, well, it, I, it's harder than this one. That was greater than this, mm-hmm. and that's it. And that's like, but um, there's a there's a guy here that's like specifically doing sl- slabs in Rocklands, mm. same way that like Malera just goes for like cracks or trad. And like, if you ask me to grade like a crack climb or boulder, I'd have no idea. Mm. Like my my reference point just isn't there. So I think there's a lot of like coming and just like getting enough of an, enough data to really like work out what you want or what, what you, it's kind of like the, um, the more knowledge you have then like the more, you know, about like this one certain thing that was, I'm just rambling. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that wasn't deep at all. (laughs) The more, you know, the more, you know, the more, you know, the more, you know, tell me about this five year project, Um, five year dino project. So there's a distance dino here, um, which, uh, it's basically from a break, um, at like chest height also, um, all the way out uh, a 60 degree roof to a jug that's over the lip. And so it's like blind and then maybe like a good six inches over the lip. So you need like to stay as close as possible to the rock um, at basically all times. Um, and it's, I think I, when I measured it, it was like um, like two meters 76 or something or 280. Um, wow. Um, so almost three meters almost yeah yeah fair enough um and yeah it's just like the the kind of most improbable looking thing that's like easy enough to try or like safe enough to try um over and over again because you do take like back flops off it but if you like double stack pads then it's manageable and if you don't you get like whiplash mm. um which i worked out like three seasons ago <laughs> um uh but uh, yeah, this, this it's just been, it's like in, it, you used to be able to park like right next to the boulder as well, um, which is a big plus. Um, and I've been trying it. Um, I looked at it like I think my second season here, which is 2016. And then I started trying it, I think 2017. And then every year I've been here, I've given at least one, between like one and five sessions to it. And each of those would be somewhere like minimum, like 20 tries. Um, and for the first three seasons I didn't touch lip and then the last season 
after COVID, I came back and I got like, uh, like maybe like one pad above the lip, like two, three times. And I thought I was close and it was just like, I wasn't at all. Because <laughs> um, the, the, hold, the hold is actually like, uh, I don't know, five or six centimeters like past the lip, right? Or is it? Yeah. So, uh, so I was on, so last season I got like lip of the hold. So yeah, like mm, I got the, okay, okay. and that was like already like a, a good two inches past what like my best mm. was the seasons before. Mm. And I, so I thought I was close to that, but then like when you actually jump to the hold, like you, like I'm not like one padding this hold and holding it because the swing is just too, like it's just dumb big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I need more. So then um for this season um i thought i'd try to train specifically for it and i um had like a little finger tweak like two three months before coming here and then um basically stopped hangboarding and um or like started just doing like a, a density hang protocol like more um long duration stuff um and then spent like uh about two to three days in the gym doing really heavy back squats at like like either like um just over like halfway or just um like a concentric um like top quarter mm. um uh stand up and then why not do full range um i felt that it was more about the like the final pop um mm. and there's like a decent amount of literature that um for like in strength conditioning world for um uh like basketball athletes and um other kind of more power dominant athletes that you're like isometrics at three quarters um give you like a greater transfer to vertical uh jump so i did that with some like french contrast where you'd have your really heavy like not necessarily slow but like max intention lifts and then you'd step out from under the bar and then try to jump as high as possible um without the use of your hands um so like hands on hips and like no counter movement just like from the bottom and like explode up and i got like in i didn't i don't think i had like enough cycles of it but in like two months i got like maybe an inch and a half of it wow it was like pretty substantial um and felt like way more like poppier um and came here and then my first session i like my like third jump or something i got like like a pad and a half into the into the jug Mm. um which was like better than my best in any other season ever and i was just like yeah, it's just this this one. It's like I set like a um, like a sim dyno at my at the gym where my um, clinic is based, Nomad, um, and measured it out. We have like a six degree overhang. I'd like take off all the um, like the holds and volumes that were in the way. Set my dyno, have like basically ten attempts, and then my legs would be fried, and then put all the holds back on. And I do that like <laughs> do that. I think three four weekends in a row before coming here. So like try to get really specific. Yeah, and then it rained here for like three uh, weeks straight basically and i and then like the fourth week i like tried and i was like oh, i'm really close and then i just like kind of crashed in terms mm, of like power but mm, um yeah i thought it would i thought it would like basically bomb the rest of my climbing here like i was like okay well i'm working legs and no one works legs um and then it didn't and now i'm i know i feel like really robust and like i have like i can like i feel like i can try harder and i'm wondering if it's like because i've, I've got like um like a, a greater like CNS threshold where like if I'm linking a bunch of moves together and I'm trying really hard, it's still not harder than lifting this really heavy weight that mm. for me. Um, Cause I, that would like completely wreck me and I'd have like weeks where I'm just like kind of floppy. Um, so like, I'm wondering if it traded off that way, but I think um, for next year, I'm going to basically do like the full year um, uh, of like 
a couple of cycles and try to get even more and then I think I can do it. Because I think on that one, I needed to get the distance. Like the getting the distance wasn't that bad, but because it's such a steep roof, you'd end up falling basically down away from the wall so far that by the time you get your arm there, you're like too low on the hold. Mm. So you need to stay way quick uh, closer. So I thought I needed to basically be able to jump the same amount of distance in less time. And then I could like snag it at like a more comfortable point versus mm. like full extension. Cause I also learned that like, um, if you're at full extension trying to hold something, your fingers will generally spread out. It's like really hard to like reach your max and keep your fingers together. Mm. And then for this one, like two of my fingers would go in the third one would just like be out the side. Cause I'm like, so like huh. off to the side. Interesting. It's super weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're jumping so far backwards that you have to, you're thinking that if you go faster, you'll just fall away less yes gotcha and like i think the more explosive i can get then the like basically that'll convert into like you know like horizontal inches instead of vert because it's like very like it's off like smear feet as well so you get it's basically um you, you really just have to like explode backwards and then, and then there's like a lot of like nuance in like what your arms are doing while you're doing it like if you if your hands are in front of your body when you're dinoing then you can't get your chest as close or there's less time to get your that you take more time to get your chest close, which would mean that you'll basically fall out much sooner. Mm. And if your hands are apart and you can like kind of swan dive your chest up and through, then you get closer faster and then you can focus on other things like actually getting your arms to the hold or um, like kicking as much as you can or if there's like other step ups needed. Um, and then this was the first time I found that like I had to intentionally try to um, speed up my like arm movement to get into a hold. Whereas normally it's kind of like fairly natural, like you jump and then like everything kind of has like a speed at which it happens. And this one was like, I have to jump and then I have to move my arms faster than I'm normally jumping, which is, and that gave me a bit of height as well. Hmm. But it's like, yeah, there's like very little, tiny little changes. And I think maybe that maybe that carries on to just like normal climbing. Like, and cause I think I'm, um, I think, like the, the self-reflection, like... Well, yeah, you're, you're like really breaking down and understanding the move, mm. Um, mm. which I guess would, yeah, that would that would translate to any other move in climbing, just to have that sort of um, resolution to really be thinking about all these little things that are happening. Yeah. What is your process for that? Um, I've seen video of it. Can we share that? Which one? The this, Did you show me this, the slow motion oh, yeah, attempt yeah, yeah. of this one? Yeah. It'd be really fun to share. Yeah, I think I've got that... Uh... That one, I think I've got GoPro, like not just like that, the little thing I showed you because that was in, like a little recording, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you do you like film your whole session, go back and review, review, or yeah. do you, are you just paying attention to like cues in your body when you're climbing on it? Um, a lot of the time I'll, in the session, try to like look back. Um, if it, there's some way like, it's like very much like this, this feels good and you, you know it and you know it's kind of, it's working. Um, but then there's ones where it is that nuance where you're like the, like the foot positioning for this one. Um, if your feet are too high, then you basically end up pushing yourself like too horizontal or like back down and you don't actually get any vertical lift. And then if you have your feet too low, then you don't get any horizontal push or you, um, or there's like differences with like how high you need to get your hips before you can actually push backwards to keep the trajectory the same. Um, and I think that stuff, uh, with footage really helps, especially if the, I'm not doing it that session. So like I placed my feet like for these sessions where I did because I had a video of myself putting them on these like exact smears. 
which are just like little crystals on um, the grit. Um, but I think there's definitely like a lot of like reviewing. And then I'll also, I think just like also watching climbing media, like watching like comp climbers and um, how they start doing stuff and um, or like people that are really good at um, also really good at dinos. Like there's a, I feel like the more you hang out with people that like the same thing as you and they're really good at the same thing as you, like the kind of more, you, it, it makes sense that the more you learn, but like um, it's, it's like almost like free coaching, like you, mm. or you, you in real time get to see someone else trying the exact same thing and then also making changes and it's like saves you time making your own changes. So mm -hmm. I've like done a few um, like joint FAs with Carlos now this season. Um, so like into the void and then dopamine on his last night, which is like an amazing, like probably one of the best ones here as well. Um, How hard is that one? 8A? I want to try that one. Why, oh, are, they, why are they so all 8A? <clears throat> I mean, it's we're talking about some that are, that are harder, <laughs> but what's that? It's Rocklands. It's Rocklands. There's so many 8A dinos mm -hmm. here. It's insane. And they're almost all right hand. Yes. What the hell is up with that? <laughs> Don't know. Does Rocklands, does nature discriminate? Um, I think so. I think, well, I think, as, I think. I mean, I guess it's not discriminating because most people are right-handed, but <clears throat> it discriminates against Southpaws. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And I, I think, but I think that's like the, it's like the clearest example of, um, well, it's not clear. I think some dinos are a clear example of like morpho. Um, but uh, definitely I think there is a, I think a lot of the dinos here would be harder for left-handed people. Like for me, I, I find jumping to a hold with my left, like I feel like my right's way, way more stable, way stronger. Like I'm need, it's like more accurate. Way more coordinated. Way yeah. more coordinated. <laughs> my left, I like, it's like a, if I really have to, I will, mm. but I generally don't really like to do it. Um, so I think there's a part of me is like where they, where it could be done with either. I think I just prefer to go with right. Um, and then because I do that over and over and over again, then they, a lot of them just end up being right-handed and like Carlos, the same thing. He, he can jump left-handed, but he really prefers right. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I think there's, I think there's definitely some diners that I've done repeated or like put up here that like maybe they would be easier if I was like left-hand dominant. Like, mm -hmm. I, like I would also like grade them. Like I'd be like, oh, okay, this, but I think there is a certain amount of like, I'm like this one feels really weird. Like, I don't know if people will be able to do this, but I think that's just like for general personal preference. It's like, you know, majority of climbing in the world is like put up by like, you know, five, seven to five, 10 uh, white guys, like of a certain build. Um, and so like, if you don't fit into that box, it's like tough luck. And I think over here, it's like, if, well, if you're not a right-handed, you know, fairly tall person, then the diners are going to feel harder. Hmm. And if they feel harder and like, I also think that people, I don't, I don't know what I feel about graded grading. Cause I always like change my thoughts on this, but I'm like, definitely like if someone that's really short does like superpowered or overpowered and they're like, you know, 20 centimeters shorter than me, then like, that's not the same grade. Like they just can't be. That's just a, a, a yeah. I think there's like a, a height limit on um, hole in one too. It seems like shorter people just like can't do that one. It's, I mean, I, I haven't, maybe you know of shorter people who have done it, but I haven't. A few, but like there's ones that definitely find it like a lot harder or they have to dive into the sloper or double yeah. touch the sloper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Malera did it with- um, That's so insane. The hold's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, Malera did that one under clinging fingernail crimp. Um, wow. And he went statically. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, what the fuck? But that's like easily like V12. Like that's like, yeah. that's hard, man. Yeah. Um, 
I yeah. couldn't hang the sloper with one hand just statically. Yeah. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's so amazing that people jump to that. Yeah. That, there's like, there's definitely like, if you're, if you can overpower in that way with like your sloper, just like stick is good. Um, but there's definitely like, yeah, I think if you're, um, if you're my height on that one, um, you're basically in the jug before your feet have left the mm. holds. Um, mm-hmm. So there's like an upper limit as well. I, I, but then, fine as well so there's a a guy here cliff who's taller than me he's like what six four or something and he's like never had to jump for anything ever in his life um and this season is like his first season of dinoing ever and he's like stoked that he's doing the classics of like the you know v7 to v10 range or something like that because it's like he, he jumps like this much um and it's yeah it's like it's just cool to see but it's this thing where like i think if you in especially climbing gyms a lot and you're really tall, you generally don't have to jump that much. And so we don't actually get like a good amount of like, um, I guess specific training for what is here. Mm. So like there is also, I think like a, a like a height cap that when you're like, um, you know, maybe six, three or above, it then actually becomes more of like, you're just not as skilled up before coming here. Mm. Um, yeah, it's super That's weird. interesting. There's like, yeah, like there's like the, the data that's like the, um, like uh, like the ladder starter or something that um, the shorter people have stronger fingers because they have to cut or jump to hold so much more than tall people. Mm. Um, and I think that what comes with that is basically they just get more exposure and more practice to jumping or like staying at full span or something like that. So they get like really good end-to-end tension. Whereas like unless I'm setting a climb that's like max span for me or myself for like on the spray board or doing like like finding a dyno for me to do that's, somewhere similar to here i just don't get that training and so that's why like i have to do like specific basically dynoing at home mm-hmm. um i think to make myself actually feel prepared for here and i mm-hmm. think not enough people kind of just have fun doing that like i think there's like a, a lot of focus on um crimping and like everyone wants to get stronger fingers and no one really cares about their legs mm. and like turns yeah. out that if you do leg training you can like make your legs like a really useful part of your climbing body um, and like the weight is okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you noticed that on other styles, other climbs, crimp uh, lines and things like that? Like your legs aren't holding you back in these other styles. No, I think I think honestly this season, um, I think my legs have been like, like I'm now looking at climbs I've I've done recently this season. I think if there's like a um, good like uh, bit of like compression or heel hooking or something that's in it, or like keeping tension on a really like low bad foot. I have like way less issues than I ever have. Mm. Um, it doesn't feel like, I think previously it's felt kind of like dead weight. Like they just feel like really big. Like I'm, you know, probably one of the biggest climbers um, that I know besides like John Glassberg. Um, How much do you weigh? Um, I weigh somewhere between like normally like 84 to 87, 88. Um, do you know what that is in pounds? Like 182 to 192 or something. Okay. Something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Nick Nick is in that category too. I think. No, he's he's, he's down. Oh, one, really? One, he's one eighty. Okay. Up, like one eighty four. I think was oh. like the heaviest. He's it's oh, a heavy okay. seventeen. Yeah. 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 He's okay. been down to like one, uh, like seventy kilos before. Okay. When he was training, training. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's this thing where it's like, um, I think. I don't know where this links in with what I was saying, but oh, crimping uh, legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've, I've felt them as like kind of dead weight and like, you know, like potentially wish that they were smaller or something. And now I'm like going the opposite way on it. I just want them to be like as strong as possible. And it turns out it's really good. Mm. Um, I'd just like to point out that that's great. Matthias, best trip of his life. Nick, 
best trip of his life. Mm-hmm. They both did a lot of weightlifting. Yeah. Or did you, I mean, training like mm-hmm. weight in the weight area? In, in like the, before I went to um, America at the start of the year, um, yeah, I did a lot of like off season in the gym, mm. like bench press and mm. deadlifts and stuff like that. Um, and I, I've been doing that. I got like um, in like 20, when 17, I got hit by a van. Um, you got hit by a van? Yeah. Like I was, I was riding a motorbike um, oh. and a van just like collected me basically. Shit. Um, and then I worked with like a bunch of people and then the physio, when they like stopped physioing me, was like, you should go see an exercise physiologist, which is like a, um, like a PT that went to uh, uni and like um, has like more science-based knowledge, I think. And they got me into strength training. And I, like, the first time I like set foot in the gym was like 2017. A weight gym. A weight gym, yeah, like yeah. full on resistance training. And then been doing it like kind of on and off, then getting like way more like robust and feeling good. And I think like that leads to me being able to take like massive falls and like kind of like walk away basically scot-free. Like, yeah, it's just been really good. And then now like putting in like my own research into like the specificity of the training. Um, and kind of being a bit more smarter with uh, a bit, a bit more smarter. Um, damn, <laughs> uh, a bit, a bit smarter with um, like how I'm, <laughs> how I'm training and what I'm focusing on, and like the amount of volume and intensity and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and it, I think it just carries off, carries on so well into mm. the season because it's like you just it climbing on a tr- like an extended trip is like so different to weekend worrying or um, or just like kind of like your normal training cycle in general um and like i brought like the you know the trx and my hangboard and stuff here to have like a first stage warm-up prior to doing things especially if it was like really shouldery um and i think that's helped loads as well just kind of keep up like a base level of fitness um and yeah i think nick nick the same thing like we would just like have our coffee do the the kind of strengthy warm-up and then go and have a really good time kind of basically being warm for boulders that were kind of have been on our list for forever and then just doing them quickly and it's been yeah it's been great yeah you guys been smashed this trip it's been been, it's been wild yeah yeah what were the what were the what have been some of the highlights like what are what are your proudest texts from the trip um caroline (laughs) (laughs) um eight eight b plus eight b plus um it's it's funny because it's graded seven c plus for people listening b10 and and um yeah well yeah it's anomalous in that i think like the bigger and heavier, heavier you are, the the harder that one is. Um, for me, I could also have like more, like just better pinch strength, um, and uh, for that one. But uh, it's it's good. You look at like the eight A comments for that, and like there are so many people that climb really hard or well, and they just have the like they have they've had like the worst time with it basically. <laughs> um, and then you got some people that are like, I wonder that, what my that, that was chill. Was. <laughs> it's like seven B. <laughs> yeah. It took me two sessions, my first trip. Mm. Yeah, and you flash black shadow. I yeah, flash black shadow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there there is it's that. H, it's A to B. <laughs> yeah, uh, all all A Bs are either um, softer or harder than Caroline. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's more literally more sessions this trip than anything else that I've wow. done. Wow, and then more sessions I think wow. in my life on any double digit climb ever. Wow, holy shit! Yeah. So most sessions of any boulder you've ever done, like in your sort of yeah like in the adulthood of your climbing career. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think. How probably, many, how many do you think it took you? Um, well, it was three this season. Okay. Um, mind you, two of them were like, I think what I went to, I was like very kind of arrogant and was like, oh, it's this great. I'll do this quickly. I don't need to like 
basically use like normal tactics like rest or like good skin or whatever <laughs> and then get completely shut down, get a flapper, um, mm. stop my session. And then actually like the first, when I came back with like, I was like fresh and then I was like, oh, it feels like a, it feels like a climb. Mm. Um, you did it a crazy way too. Yeah, that was, it's, and it was did a painful way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you did it the way that you have to, yeah. you know, it's, it's not like bad beta. It's just oh, I loved what, it. what suited you. But yeah, I was like, whoa, you turn it into like a gnarly like board climb. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I like tweaked my um, medial uh, uh, collateral ligament uh, earlier this trip um, just from like a hill toe cam thing. Um, so I like mm. just didn't want to do the, um, the drop knee. The drop knee. Gotcha. And I also just, the, the top drop knee is like, that box is wild. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I understand it when I, because I, <laughs> I'd like, be there in my three sessions and watch like basically everyone Rockland's like almost <laughs> like walk up it like the most static beta that I've ever seen on any climb ever. Um, and I'm always like super impressed by that. And I like, I'll like try the position. I'm like, nah, still like, I'm, like maybe this time, you know, and it doesn't happen. Um, the other, other standouts, I'm um, El Corazon. Um, that, that was like a big one for me. That was like the first, um, one of the first things I tried to project, like, years ago and I ended up um, uh, like tearing a lumbrical on it. Mm. I'd like kind of uh, before I knew what a lumbrical was, um, would like catch it in like an Tearing open... lumbricals is the new hot thing. Gosh, uh, everyone, yeah. Everyone's doing it. I, I tell you, as a, uh, as a physio, 100%, like lumbrical injuries in the last year, I don't understand why, but like- Weird. I, I feel like I didn't even hear the word lumbrical until like- Same. A couple a years year ago, or two ago. Yeah. and now everyone in their like sister has a lumbrical injury. Can you? Well, that's a yeah. You should describe it. Like what? What Did, is a lumbrical? Was, and, was everyone like tweaking their lumbricals for the last twenty years, and they didn't know? They thought it was just like pulleys or tendons <laughs> on, or something. And now, yeah. I mean, when I when I did my lumbrical, I basically it's like in your hand. It's in my hand. So it's a it's a um, little muscle. It's like bipennate. So it it has like um like it's kind of like two sides of a leaf type thing, um and then. Uh, like for the, the shape and it attaches to your deep flexor tendons of your fingers. The, the one that's most commonly torn or injured is going to be the fourth lumbrical. So the one that's in between the pinky and ring finger. And it's basically if the, like the pinky bends down, flexes too much and the ring finger is left behind, but like there's still a bit of resistance there and there's like a shearing force and it's like the lumbrical from one of the tendons can basically get strained or start like tearing away from it. Oof. Um, so when I did Elcros on like basically too many times, I felt like like an unzipping. Like I felt like the tear just kind of like go oh down my, my hand. <sighs> unzipping. And I, yeah, I know. Fuck. It's, that's like the, it's, it, that's exactly what it felt like. And then I had this pain and then it was like, I'd like move my hand with all four fingers and there's no pain. And you're like, oh, okay, I've done nothing. And then you try and then you climb normally. And if anything that's four fingered, you're basically fine because you don't get that straining, like mm. that shearing mm. force anymore. Mm. Um, so like body taping is really good for that. Um, gotcha. But, you're explaining Ben Wheeler's injury to me right now. Like yeah, one hundred percent. I like really understand what he was saying now. Mm. And that, like I can't three finger drag it at all costs. Yep. But and I can climb hard. And I was like, exactly. Yeah. And I um, that one was one. I think. I think from what you're saying, um, like I went back to, I like basically after that that season, I then just uh, started trying to find like a new new zone to climb in. And ended up doing like a bunch of dinos because when you're injured in Rocklands, like jug to jug is really safe. And I came back to Sydney and I went and uh, saw someone and I was like, this, my pain is here. I think it's a lumbrical. Like I'd, I was like um, in like a pre-med school um, and I was like an anatomy major. I'm like, okay, this is where it is. There's nothing else here. It's like not a tendon, doesn't hurt my finger. And they were like, I'll get an ultrasound. It's probably a pulley. And I'm like, I don't think it is. And then it was like, yeah, your pulley's fine. And then like, it was like, 
took like four months for someone to be like, yeah, it's wonderful. And they were like mm. a specialized hand surgeon that knew about climbers, like did like their PhD mm. on like, wow. like with like some kind of climbing group. Um, wow. Yeah. And now it's like very much like a, I mean, there's like a, a bunch of tests you can do that are like telltale signs for like if it is or if it isn't. And I think that now people are more aware of it, but I, I don't know if like it's more aware of it. And so now we know what it is we are defining it or if there's something in setting, like a lack of pockets in commercial gyms, because hmm. they'll, you know, you'll get like the uh, setters will want to set in hold sets, and if you if they use a pocket, then probably all those holds are pockets. Like you never really see like mm-hmm. a climb be a that whole has like, climb of pockets. Yeah, it'll be a whole Everyone climb of pockets like, or no pockets. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, and then you get people that are psyched, and then they go on it, and then they like they'll do like a you well, know like a lumbrical. Yeah, it'll be a lumbrical or it'll be a lumbrical combined with like a um, an FTP, like a um, deep flexor tendon strain, at the same time. And it's like, yeah, you, you did this thing, and you you hadn't specifically warmed up for a pocket prior to it, and then you did it till basically your body like the capacity was kind of shot and mm. and now we're here mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was kind of wondering if like maybe you know the status quo or like the the trend is kind of moved from full crimping everything to lots of people climbing open and drag like three finger drag maybe maybe like if they're getting like inspired by the team kids yeah like i think there's a lot of people that are watching like like brooke rabbitu climbing or Sean and just being like, whoa, we're going to hold things like this now. Um, <laughs> but I, I, there's definitely like the, um, uh, the amount of like, uh, like high angle crimping and like that, at like that talk at my gym went up like crazy. Um, but I don't, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> Not sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, I, I, I feel like, you know, Ben did it on like basically the only climb in Rocklands that has like a pocket like which one was it it was on guest list i'm pretty sure i thought it, i think it was his left hand it was it was the left the, hand the crimp and he tried to drag it i think so yeah yeah i think he stuck it and then yeah mm. yeah um yeah and that 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 hold as well like i've seen um some of the other young americans do it that way where they just like they don't build up into the crimp and they're just like we can we can stick this because they're just like mutant strong yeah um and then that's like i feel like a pretty not obvious way of doing it, but it's like, it makes a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the, like the style, at least in Australia, like we don't really have, we've got like, I don't know, maybe three climbs off the top of my head, uh, boulder problems in Sydney that have a pocket in them. And like one just doesn't really get done that much because it's really painful basically. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think there's also a thing, like definitely when I was growing up climbing, older climbers would be would see you climbing on pockets and like yarding when you're a kid and they're like that's how you're gonna get injured and like you shouldn't do that and there was like all this like basically like fear around like hangboarding as well and like that's like that's how you tweak that's how you get injured and like when you don't know what you're doing like it makes sense if you see people doing like mono pull-ups um at the gym and they like you know don't climb that hard or they're just not coming from a strength background then yeah it makes sense but i think um yeah a lot of these injuries, especially lumbricals, I think is from like people avoiding that position. And then when they really want to try hard in it, mm. they're like using it and their body wasn't ready for it. Cause they didn't like think to like try to do like a, you know, a max isometric as a warm up on that specific group. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to protect my like full crimp and like work that instead. Mm-hmm. And I think that cause like, there's like so much more fear around like an A2 that people mm-hmm. will then think that like open A2 hand. Poly, yeah. yeah. And people are saying that like, Oh, your open hand will put less strain on your pulley, so that's like a safer grip. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, they're all safe if you warm enough for them, or like you're not 
with like so high a volume that mm-hmm. your like tissue capacity is shot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Makes me makes me grateful for like growing up in the like starting climbing in the late nineties when like chipped limestone pocket roots were all the rage. <laughs> Amazing, and, like, yeah. Built <laughs> semi resilient tendons. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I can't yeah. I can't imagine doing the stuff I did on pockets when I was like. 12, 13, 14 years old now, but <laughs> I think yeah. I have some leftover, like, yeah, open hand resiliency probably mm-hmm. from that. I did, I did a lot of years of like the whole Mike and Mark Anderson, like mm-hmm. repeaters on all the pocket mm-hmm. teams and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause I was climbing at Smith a lot. So mm-hmm. I feel like my pockets are maybe still like a, you know, further along than my mm-hmm. like half crown. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Well, um, but I don't know. It's, it's been a while since I've done anything with them though. So, okay. So Caroline, yeah, how many sessions total did it take you? Um, uh, three this year, and then maybe, maybe at least one a year for the last six years, um, mm. plus a few. Yeah, so I'm, I want to say ten. That's still that's still not that many. I've definitely spent I don't more like than ten sessions on. You don't like projecting? <laughs> I'm like I'm bad at it. Or I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's a bit of like um, I'm like a very like submax comfortable guy, mm-hmm. um, or like. I, I want to be a submax comfortable guy just at the grades that you're climbing. That's well, what I want. It's, it's, it's <laughs> That'd be I, sick. A lot of the climbs I did this year, I've tried before as projects and I just never did. I just like wasn't strong enough or, or like good enough at climbing. And then I've come back and I think I'm just like uninjured and kind of overstrong for them. And now instead of spending, you know, an extra six sessions on them each, I can do them in a session. And that's been like, I think there's like, there's like a, um, like I think I've always been drawn more to like flash uh, climbing for bouldering and like I'll put like way more effort into that than in like I I can muster up way more effort for a flash than I can into like trying to send a project. Hmm. Um, and I would prefer to do basically like just like more climbs because I think that like I'm just like constantly interested by like the movement of climbing and like all the different styles of it than spend my entire trip, especially if I'm like paying so much from coming from Australia um for it and i think so i think like that my my pyramid like my base is like really big um but then i think that helps with like like versatility as i get to like a certain strength threshold now i'm like at a point where i can make my base like i can keep my base really big but it's at grades that i'm like i would have been really proud of like mm-hmm. um you know six years ago mm-hmm. now, like, i'm still really proud of them but i think the uh, listening to a lot of podcasts now where your, yours and others with um like the like like Kenan's philosophy of like, oh, like this is a, a project that I'll get done at some point versus like I have to do it in this season. And it's like, this is the most important thing in my life right now. Like it's like, no, I can like, we've got time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's made me way more chill as well. And like mm-hmm. a, a little bit of like climbing doesn't actually mean everything, but it is really fun and it does like it, it doesn't, it doesn't at the same time. Um, and I think, yeah, disconnecting from that has now made it easier to go back to climbs that I once had issues with or like felt really hard or like felt like I should have been, you know, my, my first trip here, some of my friends did um, basically all the climbs that were like, I could just never touch. Um, and like, I've got like, I still have to black shadow. And then I would be like on the same level as one of my friends from 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like that kind of thing where I'm like, it's still in my head that I was like, I was like, wow, they were like this good back then. Damn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Like, so, but, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, now I'm like, I like, I like every day I, I go and climb here. I like feel lucky that one, I, I can be here um, and then come here so long. I think I've spent like 15 months here now. Um, wow. Yeah. 
It's a lot of time. Like, <laughs> I think it's the most, most, I think I've probably spent more time climbing here than I have basically anywhere. Like even, even Sydney and like, I grew up there for a long time or I still am growing up there. Um, but that I, I was thinking this the other night when I was trying the like kind of chossy, like dumpy looking thing on the back of Black Shadow, um, where I was like, I did it and it was really fun. And I was like stoked that I was, had like basically the the freedom to go and do that instead of trying to search for the mega and like the thing that would like make my trip, you know, amazing. And I was like, oh, but I get to do this like really cool sequence of moves. And then it, in the style that I really like as well, it was like, I know it was like, I felt lucky doing like the Chossie Lowball um, and having a lot of fun with it versus being like, oh, I'm just doing this for the grade or I'm doing this mm. because I need a consolation prize that I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Like there was a bit, an element of that as well, um, <laughs> for sure. Mm -hmm. But then it was, it was just like, when I had finished it, I was like, wow, that was sick. Like, nice. And then, yeah, and then this season, all these new blocks and roadside things that are, are popping up and they're just like so varied and like different. It's like all the, you know, you know, you do a dyno that's slightly different to the one next to it. And it's like and a completely amazing new experience. And you're just like having a blast with it and you just want the next one. And uh, yeah, I just really like that. I think yeah, that that's translated a lot to like, the climbs I've picked this year and then like doing well on them. I'm like, it's like the exact right time for me to choose them as well. Mm, I'm like yeah. this thing I'm psyched on right now, let's go do that. And then I'll like put more energy into it. And I think finding the difference between um, like, I want to do this thing because I want to do it because there's something driving me and I'm not sure what that is versus I feel like I have to do it. Mm. And if I delineate that and I feel like there's no external pressure for me to do it and it's just kind of like doing what I want, then I think that's what I'm more drawn to. And then I think that's why I've had like such a good season versus mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, 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 for, I, like how, how are you with like, do you have like a, like doing projects or hard climbs? Do you feel like there's like any pressure or like a quota or something that you have to do for a trip or like? I mean, sometimes like it's, it's all stems from comparison. I mm -hmm. think, you know, like when I think, oh, I had such a sandy trip last year. Like mm. I'm definitely not in that, you know, in that groove this year. I'm yep. not like having nearly as sandy of a trip or something Then I can feel a little bit like, I don't know, depressed about that or something. But then I'm like, well, you know, I think I, I, I go back to the Keenan philosophy of like, I'm just here to learn yep. on hard boulders and like every, you know, everything that I try that I don't send is just like motivation for next year and motivation yeah, to like exactly. get stronger. I think that's how I'm, I'm feeling now, like toward the end of the trip. Yeah. Mm. No, right. But it is like, yeah, it is. There's, there's definitely moments of frustration and like moments of like just self-imposed pressure of like, Oh, I really want to like, you know, leave Rocklands this year having done X, Y, or Z mm -hmm, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, but then, but then when I ask myself, like, does it really matter? Like how will how will it how will I actually be different if I do if I stand on top of this boulder versus if I don't like it doesn't you know it makes no difference yeah right. but sometimes it's hard to I don't know parts parts of parts of us want to want the validation or want the like successes to build ourselves up but I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job this year of like using the the smackdowns to build myself up to yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I'm like sure. damn I really want to do these things and I just feel a little too tired or mm -hmm. not quite there with my climbing or some combination of the two, but mm. yeah, getting, getting psyched for sure. Keeping, yeah. keeping the cycle alive. And we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rumpel. Rumpel is on a mission to introduce the world to better blankets 
And I think they've done that. My Rumple Blanket is literally one of my favorite things I own. It's so cozy. It's like having the coziness of a puffy sleeping bag with you wherever you go. Rumple's original puffy blanket is made of the same materials as your favorite outdoor gear. It pairs durable 20D ripstop nylon with a durable water repellent finish, so it's water resistant, stain resistant, and odor resistant. This thing's amazing. It'll be your new favorite blanket, whatever the circumstances, even if you just use it at the house. It's the best. Also, Rumpel has branched out and makes a ton of other amazing products. The Nanoloft travel blanket is the size of a Nalgene when packed down and can travel with you literally anywhere. And the Nanoloft flame blanket, that's the one I have, has a fire-resistant top layer, so you can sit next to a campfire with your puffy blanket and not have to worry about burn holes. Amazing. I also have the Everywhere Mat. This thing is a perfect little porch for my van. It's also perfect for a picnic or for hanging out at the crag. And the Everywhere Towel is super handy as well. This thing takes up no room at all. It's a full-size towel. It's so convenient for travel. It dries super quickly. And if you're like me and live in a van, it's a total must-have. I actually got rid of my regular towel because this thing was better. I just love Rumpel. Everything they make is amazing. Go to rumpel.com slash nugget and use code nugget at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's 10% off your first order when you go to rumpel.com slash nugget and use code nugget at checkout. And now back to the show. How do you, how do you like, I mean, are you just as exhausted as everyone else at this stage? You're, you're leaving in a few days. Um, are you tired? Tell, tell us how tired you are. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, there's like a category of tired. Like I'm, I'm, I think I'm too tired to project anything hard. Like I don't think I'm getting back on, back on Black Shadow. Yeah. Basically. Um, things that like I, I find. You don't want to go try it on Saturday? <sighs> Potentially. Um, <laughs> my last day on the way out, maybe. Just try like four things before you go there. Yeah. yeah. Just try, yeah. No pressure. Just do some other things that'll, first. That'll set, a, a setup for success. And then just, just swing by and come hang. And, yeah. You know, maybe bring your shoes. I, uh, I had like a, and a, some pads. a dry skin split on that. Like, on the the glassy wow. the left, I like so, so much dry pressure. the other day. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I think I think there's like a, a like my level of like I'm I'm not too tired to go and try like a new climb. Uh huh. Um, or like I think yeah, I guess something that's like within my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. if there's anything where it's like an extended process or like a very long walk or something at this point mm -hmm. in time, like my my legs are tired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is like this element of in the last week i'm like okay i am leaving soon i really have to like get after it like mm -hmm. and i i think i've had like one complete rest day this week mm. and you're just like trying as many things as you can basically yeah and i'm just like i go to an area i'm like okay, i wanted i'm like i went to an area the other day um for like one specific climb and then there was like a beautiful right next to it and a beautiful right next to that mm. and i was like fuck i have to, I have to really do these two mm -hmm. things as well and like one was like like v5 or something and it was like amazing mm. um and then the other thing was like probably the one of the best seven b's in rocklands mm. and that was like yeah like wow. would, would recommend um and then other people last night went and got on it um like amy and her crew mm. um and they were all like it was amazing nice you know, like that's oh the one at um at marshland yeah or marshland amazing yeah, yeah. nice um it's, yeah definitely like there's like no a, one no one really boulders there no yeah. none at all yeah I, I had no idea about it basically until this year mm -hmm. um because there was an australian guy that he went there with um his family and he just needed something that was like he's a, like a very squeezy guy 
Um, and he recommended a boulder. And so I went there and then it was like, wow, look at this thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I'm getting like, if it's really pretty, then I want to do it. Um, and mm-hmm. that's what the base camp uh, block has been as well, where you're like, wow, look at this thing. Like yeah. I've, I've driven past this yeah. boulder like, it's right. 500 times, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you 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 look at that. Everyone looks at that. I can't help but look at that boulder yeah. every time I drive by it, and I'm like, ah, it's too bad. There's nothing on that, but yeah. now there is. Now there is, and, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's a great time to be here. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty well tanked um, at this point. I'm like, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, I yesterday climbing, I felt really tired, but pulled it out of the bag a lot um nice i think i got like caught up in the the cycle of like we were, we were trying these moves and it was just like wow it goes like this sick like which which on which one uh the cornerstone so the um the new like highball lorette thing and then we oh at, at base camp at base camp yeah 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 and then I, uh, we put up this other lorette um and it's like maybe like 70 plus or so wow um and at, at the same boulder on the same oh. on the same boulder on oh, the wow. right um and it's like we we thought it was we thought it was going to be like like a, a v5 or something i think it's it's like come kind of climbs out of like a hole almost um over it, like a bit of a sketchy landing or the landing's okay it's like a bit rampy okay. um and it it looked like a kind of like a little finger crack dihedral thing mm. um but then the kind of the crack the good part runs out and then there's just like an assortment of holds and then mm. the way it actually ended up going was like a really cool and like in a style i really like and then you get to basically do like a high wall slab that at any point in time you could safely just like bail back on because you're like in a in a giant off with mm-hmm. um but it's just yeah it's just a it's just good well wow. why did um, those why did that obvious climb that faces the road why did that take so long to get done um it was on like the borderline um of some land that was owned by someone that didn't want climbers on mm. their land um and then they either they moved on or i'm not sure in what sense um but uh basically this year was the first year where you could climb on it Wow. Um, and lucky you. Yeah, it's been it's been good. It's <laughs> I, I, I have an Australian friend Stephen that's staying at um, uh, the base camp there, and um, basically posted it, one video of this one tent, and I was like, "Wow, that looks incredible!" Then I went and did it, and I was like, "That was probably one of my favorite tents in Rocklands." Wow. Um, and then we got yeah put up in the last month. There's been like um, like seven different lines that go from like maybe V six to like v12 on it and it's wow. and they're all like amazing like there's like high wall slab that's like tops out at like was it six meters like 18 feet like it's great that thing is stunning it's I amazing do that yeah. yeah yeah really really worthy cool okay so caroline el corazon oh right <laughs> god damn it spray us down um i want to be wet here <laughs> all right all right um, drench me do i have my phone <laughs> Look at the list. You have a list. I have a list. Consider nice. the list. But where is my list? I'm going to stand in, in my, front of the fire again. I think it's in my jacket. I know Steven's got his whole list of questions that were probably oh, that's one, fine. one quarter of the <laughs> Yeah, that's, through, that's not, we don't, this isn't a we read, need, we need the spray read here. questions spray off down. the list podcast. <laughs> I, I saw the, um, like Austin posted like a, like a word document of like his entire list. Oh, which, wow. Which. Point. Point, which nice. was like, it was mental. It was, yeah. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, but. I kind of like the idea of it. I think I think that there's like part of me that I like 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 I'll post things now with like well-known climbs or something, and I just won't post a grade because mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's super important because like mm-hmm. people that know the line know the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also part of me that wants to like spray the list. 
and mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not sure how those two sides get along. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always I always love it when people share the list with the grades because if I've never been there, I want the context and like I want to be psyched for my friends. Mm-hmm. I think you should just spray the list. Okay, spray yeah. the list. Um, That's what I think. With the numbers. With, with the, the numbers. numbers. Yeah. 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 Um, it's information. Okay, so there's a climb called Tai Chi, which is basically like an illuminate line next to Sunset Arete. Um, mm. which is like an 8A thing is something that I saw like Nina Williams do and oh, I was wow. like I'll never fit into that box in my life ever and I just have never tried it and then there was pads under it and I did it and I was, I was like sick I was oh, amazed nice. I was like I can crimp and it was small and like bunchy <laughs> like, this is this is wild I got like the, probably the most enjoyment out of that like in my first kind of few weeks being here wow um, the big one Into the Void which I think it's just it's just one of the I think it's I think it's probably the best kind of dyno or block I've kind of ever put up ever. Oh, um, so good. It's yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, and it was one of the ones where it was literally like I like saw it and I was like, okay, that that has to be climbed. Well, I have to climb that like really really soon. And then I like <laughs> went to town, got some stuff so I could like clear the landing, and then basically like the day after I found it we went and did it at night nice yeah, yeah you, you and carlos did it and it yeah. got a bunch of us sense you and nick did it yeah and then the and the boys the boys did it as well and then, then um luke eberhardt yeah. who he just did speed of sound as well. oh yeah he yeah. did it too he did nice. it as well yeah. yeah um uh there's oh gliding through waves mm. I've, I've i've pulled on to that probably like i've tried to pull onto that like maybe uh one session or so like a season and just like never even been able to start it and been like and i've like i've split on that like mm. multiple times like it's not, very gritty not even up on the crimps like off the pinches yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean those holds are like okay like 10 I, grit sandpaper I, yeah or i tried it and got flummoxed i Dude. probably had the experience that you've had past I, years yeah yeah it was it was wild and then we, we were there and then i like i did it and then i was on top and like it was just like I was like flash pumped out of my mind and like almost it was like the the ugliest ascent of a boulder I've like <laughs> nice yeah it was it was it was wild um, Ubuntu is amazing nice just cool. you did that one uh huh sick nice um, that was twelve yeah that was that was crazy that Gliding was, through waves of V11 I'm gonna add all the numbers since you're not adding oh okay <laughs> this is uh, I'm like I don't think I've heard your, your guests like spray like this ever uh, uh, I just asked all we, the new, no, we, the we, New England boys to do yeah, it yeah, oh yeah. you did yeah. as well yeah okay um. Art project I've always found really hard. Um, V11? Uh, yep. And because I've like never been that good at um, basically campusing on crips, I feel like. I haven't tried that one yet. It it's, cool. it's amazing. Uh, you get a lot of, um, I thought it was like way techier than, than it looked basically. Like mm. I, I couldn't cut at all. Well, I, I, then I, I couldn't cut during like the middle bits. Like if, my, if anything slipped, I'd be off. And then in the end, I actually had to double clutch. Oh, wow. Um, which is, again, just like moves in Rocklands. You're just like, oh, I'm here. Um, and then I think the, the two things on the um, the base camp block as well. I think those mm-hmm. are like the, the definite standouts. And there's like a dyno we put up in Kleinfontaine, which goes at around 12 as well, um, which is like... Which is that one? Uh, heavy rain. Mm. Um, you're jumping off like a uh, like a low blocky jug and like a half pad edge, um, like seven feet um, to like a, a blind dunk. It's, wow. it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, really, really, really good. Um, I don't know, Panama, mm-hmm. I think I try like every year to be like, oh, I wonder if I can do this this year. And then this year I could. So. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like you had a lot of successes like that. Yeah. Cool. On stuff that you you couldn't do in previous years. Basically, there's yeah. a lot that I'm like, I think I'd put all, put together all the pieces and it just wasn't, mm. yeah, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. And then this year I came back kind of like being like, I wonder if, and then like, yeah, it was good. Um, 
yeah, I'm like, this is yeah the most successful I've. So basically, the secret recipe is to weightlift and train, and then. Um, injure your finger like <laughs> three months before coming here that, that's and what, then you'll smash you'll get here and you'll just send everything yeah nick yeah right nick did that too that's exactly hilarious. yeah we, we 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 worked that out we were like he, he was they're like today's the day we had like a video call and where he was like oh i don't think i'm gonna go come to rocklands like i like this you know my finger's pretty sore like i'm really worried about it i'm like it'll be fine and then if it you know if it's not fine you just die no like it's fine um and then he came and had the best trip of his life ever for sure um yeah and it's like i think it's 100 like the uh, it's i think climbers don't think of themselves as athletes and never really deload properly at all mm. ever and you'll only ever ramp up for a trip mm-hmm. and then when you actually get that rest first and then you come to the trip and you're not exhausted from what you thought was your like good cycle mm-hmm. um and then you come with the expectations as well that you're not going to do well and so that you like you're grateful for like every send uh or every part of every send as well i think there's like there's something in that yeah yeah um makes sense yeah I was going to say earlier when you were talking about being, you're talking about like having a lot of alignment this year with your motivation and your abilities. Like the things that you wanted to do were at the sweet spot where they were like within your abilities and you're mm-hmm. able to do them quickly. And it's just like really fun. And um, I think that is such a huge part of having a good trip. Like that's something I'm really noticing on my main feeling about this trip for me is like, I, I want to be quite leveled up from where I'm at to to really be excited to come back here because I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the way the rock forms, maybe it just is like the videos I've seen over the years or whatever. But the stuff that I'm really inspired by here is just like a, all a little bit too hard for me. Mm-hmm. So everything feels kind of epic and I'm just like yep. really spread thin and feel like I've done nothing. Yep, yep, yep. But I've had other trips in the past where I was like perfectly aligned with my preparation and what felt motivating and inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun, like so rewarding to yeah. like have these things that I'd been thinking about for a long time that I'd had kind of on a pedestal because they were like these inspiring climbs that always seemed hard, mm-hmm. but I showed up super prepared and did did them all quickly. And it was just, I've like never had more fun climbing, you know? And it, yeah, it yeah. wasn't because I was like, like sending a certain grade, it was just that, that alignment, I think, the inspiration and the ability were were like right in sync. Yeah. Yeah. And expectations can really fuck with that. You know, like coming here, for me, I think I, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm at a strange place right now where I'm feeling a lot more inspired by harder things mm-hmm. and have lost some of my enthusiasm for like climbing the way that you are, like going around and doing lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like the grades that I can do that at right now just aren't really that exciting to me. And so I'm like mm. feeling like I'm this, I'm in, I'm in this no man's land in between. And maybe that's just Rocklands because in Magicwood, it, it worked out great. I had a great time, but okay. um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you relate to that at all? Mm, yeah. Yeah, t- totally. Like I could go around and do lots of like sevens, eights and nines, I think if I focused on that this trip, but mm-hmm. I just like, have looked at a lot of climbs and like the ones I want to do are the harder ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've, I've considered adjusting my strategy for the, my last few weeks here more toward like just taking as, ma- as many like fun things as I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think I've yeah been like trying. You've been trying hard, lots of hard things. Yeah. 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 I feel, I feel wrecked. <laughs> do you think it's, do you think it's possible to climb at your potential max here after two months of being here? Do you think that's possible? 
Because um, I feel like it's not, maybe not. I think you have to rest a lot more than you I think you, you have to rest. I think you have to take like yeah. a week off in the middle yeah. or like a week off and then like have multiple like three to four day rest periods mm-hmm. throughout the trip. Yeah, I think most people go for like the little tactical three-day getaway or something yeah. something in the middle. Um, this is like the probably the least wrecked that I've felt mm. off trip, but mm. most of the time I'm here and I'm basically climbing in a style, like one style so much like dinos or compression or something mm. that I can climb, I can still climb them relatively well. But then as soon as you give me like, um, you know, something creepy or, creepy or like board climbing style of climb, I just can't. Mm. make heads or tail of it and i go back to the gym and the spray board completely shut shuts me down and like mm. the commercial sets really really hard and i think there's like you just i think the if you're getting stronger on your project then potentially but if your project is in rocklands then it's probably not that many moves mm. um or your walk is so far that you're mm. going to get fatigued you know just from that and like you're not you're like underestimating how much that's taking out of you because like no one's doing you know 10k walks to get to their project unless you live in like colorado um like regularly and i think that's like at least a big factor for me where i'm that you want to go to support someone or you want to like just check out a boulder or something and it ends up being like a five-hour hike or like a a long day and you come back at night and you're like absolutely wrecked Mm -hmm. i think like like not eating enough no and yet you have to i think you have to be like to to then send your project at the end i think you have to be like either like kind of mutant strong like Ryuchi um or like or like like Austin did it as well like on monkey wedding but after he was like, tired but he I was think tired. he just had all the days of practice and learning mm. and stuff and, yeah and that yeah. wasn't that was like a one month trip or something as well yeah, three three weeks. weeks yeah was that long five weeks, five weeks? Yeah. okay yeah and so I think that's like that but I think after two months or something I think I think you can like basically if you're down in the hole it's really hard to get out of it mm-hmm. um and I've I've come back from I've done, I think the longest I've spent in one go here was like 88 days and in that last week we weren't doing anything like yeah. it was it's it gets real rough mm. um and yeah I don't I don't know what the best way to get out of that is <laughs> like I'm like I'm still Stop trying to work it out hiking <laughs> yeah I, that's I, that's the thing like at least this week I'm like like the idea of going to anything in the past I'm like nah like yeah. it's not gonna happen yeah. um so I think there's there's that thing and then also like it's really easy to give like one good jump you know mm-hmm. than it is to like try to hold on for like 20 moves mm-hmm. um and hold tension that entire time so i think that i get i like start to just go like maybe higher intensity of a style i like or like mm-hmm. excel at and then just end up doing like way less volume and then i can kind of like keep them like maintained but like what if yeah. the thing, what if the style that you like is long roof climbing <laughs> <laughs> then you're just host <laughs> towards the end of the trip a little no, bit I've, I've, <laughs> i feel well i just got sick for a while so i feel mm. kind of like like um i got a lot of rest there but um i think i think it's just hard to to perform well over the course of a long trip no matter where you are if Mm. you're just rock climbing like it helps a lot to have a job it helps me a lot to have days where i like i have to sit and edit today i have to like do some computer work and answer emails because yeah i think everyone just gets antsy and like does too much does too much climbs too much Mm -hmm. hikes too much for you know um for a two-month sustainable block i think i think yeah and i think i'm guilty of that for yeah. sure you should you should uh you should start vlogging bro <laughs> so i have to rest more yeah yeah that's, yeah that's vlogging would really help your climbing <laughs> that's what i heard more resting that's the that's the answer to my my lack of success in this trip. not enough vlogging not enough vlogging dude i've been vlogging 
You've been vlogging? No. <laughs> I've been working. Like, mm. are you coaching? Yeah, tell, tell us about are that. You remote, so you, are you coaching remotely? Um, I haven't been coaching remotely. Um, I've been doing physio remotely. Oh, okay. Um, and Through like, the gym or do you have your own practice? Or? Uh, so I've got my own practice and I sublet. I, I rent a space. Climber care. Climber care. Nice. Um, yeah, this, if I don't, if I say it with more of an Australian accent, it just, climate, I just swallow it. Climber care. Climber care. Climber care. Climber care. You don't have to add the B in there, though. Yeah. Climber care. Climber care. Um, I started that about three years ago um, as a physio practice uh, specializing in yeah, four, four climbers, basically. Um, from um, similar to what I said before, like just having pretty poor experiences with um, like general population, private practice physios, not knowing what climbing was. And you spend like half your consult explaining what a crimp is or a sloper mm -hmm. um, and they just can't don't have either a good enough like knowledge of like hand anatomy or like the um like biomechanics of climbing um so then uh i, I kind of just decided i'd do that because the olympics were coming um and it would line up with the end of the course and i thought that that would be like it was a small niche but it would grow and it mm. has and it's been um really good it was supposed to be like a side gig um like kind of like an experiment to see um if it would work, uh, I was going to um, go into a different practice when uh, before COVID happened, basically, and then they couldn't afford to hire anyone new. So then I was like, I'll do this as a um, project, and then it ended up working really well. Mm. Um, and I've been doing that yeah, the last three years. And then when I come here, um, I can do uh, video consults, telehealth with people back home, and keep up with them. And I think for climbers as well, a lot of the injuries are um, things that are very easily like um, self-tested um, and like reliably so. And then also a lot of um, for like climbing injuries, a lot of it is uh, changing your practice of how you approach climbing and how you warm up and adding a warm up because a lot of people just don't have that. Um, so it's a lot of like trying to you diagnose and then trying to like work out what someone can do to stay uninjured versus like getting them to come back regularly and see me and I can like massage them or something like that. Like, I think there's like, um, that's not really my style. I think like the kind of like education and empowerment part of, um, the physio is, it works really well with climbers. And then, um, to be able to do that and do that here has been also really good for my resting. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's been really good. It's, um, yeah, going on four years, we're um, going to expand. So that's, yeah. It's, what does that mean? You're going to expand, you're going to um, hire, hire people? Yep. Um, nice. So we've got, we've got like myself and then another coach um, and then um, the gym that I'm in, Nomad, is expanding and they'll have an, another cleaning space in there. Um, so, cool. Yeah, like, You're building something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. Um, which is like, I, I think I part of it that helps with the not putting all your eggs into one basket with climbing because like I think there was a big part of me that wanted to be, you know, more pro climbing, um, but like I didn't put that much effort into it early on because all the pro climbers were weighed like, you know, like 10 to 20 kilos less than me. And I was like, okay, well, I don't fit that box. And so like, I'll have to, like, I kind of didn't think it was a thing. And then I saw like, like um, Jan Hoyer and Jimmy Webb doing things. And I was like, oh, tall, tall, like, you know, bigger, not big, but bigger people can like climb hard too. And then I kind of like slowly, slowly have like kind of been okay with it or like kind of pushed into that. Um, 
I don't know how I got to this. <laughs> um, oh, the, yeah. Uh, and then I've been working over here and it's been giving me time off and um, also helped like pay for this trip as well. Cause nice. um, it's, yeah, cost things. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do before you've been traveling and doing climbing trips for a long time? Studying okay. basically. Um, I did, uh, I've been, I did, like about seven years of uni, but I took 10 years to do it. Okay. Um, and so the whole time basically studying and then like working in a climbing gym, route setting, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, so very much like I've been working in a climbing gym. Well, I started working in a climbing gym when I was like 14 hmm. or like when it was like first legal. You started do. when you were, started Start, climbing when you were like 10? Uh, like 11, yeah. 11. Um, and then like the first time I went outdoor climbing for bouldering, I think, like besides like like a one-off with like the little climbing crew it uh was like maybe like 2011 like eight years later or something mm-hmm. um and then climbing outside basically from 2011 till now mm-hmm. um and traveling for like the last like one trip maybe every year or two for the last 10 years or something yeah so it's like a definitely good stint and it's just like a lot of like a lot of saving and like a lot of like parental support for a, a big part of it early on for sure. Um, and then kind of intentionally not setting things up at home, like kind of like a, like regular life things so that I can have enough money to then go and come here and then do the same thing over and over. And then you, um, it's been good to have a business and have something that yeah, I can like, is like a, my baby to like actually like work on and build and like have something to show for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think it's really hard to um, do that or see that in climbing. Like I think the only people that care, are like, like maybe your friends. Um, but like, even then it's like, kind of like, I think it's such like an individual sport that it's like, I really like it and I think it's sick and I'm like gonna remember all these climbs that I've done. And I think that that's amazing. But like to have something more makes getting after this stuff like Mm, has like less of an emotional cost if it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that's really that's like weight. healthy for me. That's like, that's kind yeah. of like part of me mellowing out. It's like, like I care about it a lot, but it's not the end of the world if something doesn't happen. Whereas I think I've, I've definitely had years or other times in climbing where like, it was like, yeah, little failures can like have like really big, um, like blow ups or something and it I don't, like you look back at videos and you see how you're reacting to stuff and you're like, oh, something's going on. Mm. Like it's like there's something in your life that you weren't happy with that you're like now climbing, which is supposed to be your Zen is like, it's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think given my lack of that, this trip as well, I think when I'm falling off, I'm like, oh, okay, I think I'm just doing better. Mm. Um, I'm so good at tangents. <laughs> nice. You have something. What do you? What do you I was just thinking about how much I scream sometimes when I fall off boulders, <laughs> or when I get to the top of them. <laughs> mm. Am I not okay? <laughs> I think. But I think there's like the the scream at the bottom, and uh, there's like the the types of scream. There's like so like Nick doing leap of faith. There's like the scream that he thinks he's like gonna basically die. Then mm. um, there's the scream where he's like trying really hard to hold on, and then there's mm-hmm. like that really high pitched scream after you do mm-hmm. that, like which mm-hmm. is like the, the the classic like air star scream, which is like mm-hmm. woo. Or like it's like that really high pitch. Like uh, Carlos has a good one, um, and I think there's like a, I think there's like a element of like acceptable screaming at at the bottom when you're falling off stuff, mm-hmm. and I think everyone's kind of like okay, outburst, and then, mm-hmm. but if it's like if it carries on into like, yeah. you know, your 
your entire trip is ruined or like the entire week is now just this like pit of despair because you didn't do this thing, mm-hmm. then that's when I'm like kind of like, like I, I've been in that. I'm like, wow, that, I don't want to be in, in that mm-hmm. situation. And then when I'm climbing with people as well, I find it really hard to um, kind of like empathize more than during the session. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, if it's still like this cloud and you can't talk to them about anything mm-hmm. and like it's, they're just so distracted by the yeah yeah emotional toll. Which I mean, I think maybe I just maybe I haven't projected anything that means enough that mm-hmm. I, I can as well. But um, yeah, there's something where like there's a bit of I think levity that needs to be, like you need to approach things with a bit of like mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe more or well, I do <laughs> um, with a bit more joy or something. I think I think a lot of the best climbers like are good at flipping that switch. You know, mm-hmm. like like Adam Ander comes to mind. Like he will. <laughs> throw a fucking tantrum Mm -hmm. but then be a really happy like cheerful guy five Mm -hmm. minutes later you know and he's just talking to people and he's like psyched on being there and you know appreciates like the the challenge of the project and seems to have that perspective Mm -hmm. and like switches to that pretty quickly yeah i think i think i'm like that too yeah yeah i think you are too scream scream the f word at the top of my lungs Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not you're not like I'm not letting cloudy my, for the rest of the day. day yeah. yeah, you're not a yeah. little storm cloud like yeah. coming home or anything. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Jonathan, do you think Matt Pincus listens to this? <laughs> I have no Jonathan idea. Jonathan told me a hilarious story about, <laughs> about this wobbler that that Pincus threw in the pop tire cave that was just like was gonna way hear too and... long and like way too just like overdrawn. And then Jonathan was finally like. Okay, I think that's enough, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's like that sometimes. You're kind of like, you're like, still? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, there. That's, yep. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> Got the idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he told me that story, I was like, oh, God, God bless you. <laughs> that's very funny. Amazing. That's very funny. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes, sometimes people do it to like protect their ego, I think. Mm. Right. It's like, I'm going to show you that I'm upset with myself. Because, um, you know, I I, I want to show you that I'm like I think I'm better than this, or you know, some something mm. something weirds going on there where you're like doing it to signal to other people that you're the type of climber who ought to have been able to do it just now. But yeah, okay. Something weird happened, and you're you're mad at yourself. And I, I I don't. It's not a good look. So it's ironic because I think it backfires, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of why people throw epic wobblers. Sometimes it's like. Not for them; it's for everyone else around. I don't know. Maybe I'm psychoanalyzing. And do you throw wobblers when no one's around? Like, how do you? Where do you? How do you deal with? I don't. Failure? I don't really throw. I don't really throw wobblers too much. Ethan, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I, because I I have done a fair bit of bouldering by myself, and I think I don't actually, or I think mm. I I think I have more or less the same reaction. Okay, but I think I, yeah. I think I probably have a slightly. I think I probably have a, a slightly less intense reaction when I'm by myself. Huh. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. sometimes. Sometimes I like <clears throat> just the presence of other people, mm-hmm. like around me or behind me or something, is like, like I, I I don't know. I'm like, you're here, and I'm mad, and so I'm like, I don't know what I don't even know mm-hmm. what the psychology behind it is, but. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah because yeah. i'm kind of the opposite like i think i think with, oh. with people there's a bit of like a um i feel like there's like kind of this external pressure of like this is how you should act or something mm-hmm. or like i and i look, judge that myself but when i'm by myself like sometimes i have to like stop myself and be like why are you getting upset 
this mm. like why to this level mm. or this level of frustration which is i think a level of frustration which i don't think i'm comfortable showing in front of other people mm-hmm. um and then like dealing with that a little bit this time and being like hey like, if you're getting this frustrated on climb like maybe it's time to like back it up mm-hmm. or like mm. you know and a lot of the time it's you're doing something that is like not that you're not enjoying that much and it's like destroying your skin and it's like you're wasting your skin for this like climb that you're about to do that you like it's like has some kind of cost associated mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. um but yeah i find that's in- interesting that you guys are like opposite. yeah i don't know well, I'd, I'd, have yeah, like, I'm, I'd have to like i have to like scrub through the archives to i know i'm gonna get a good answer to that mm-hmm. i'm thinking i'm thinking more deeply now too because i don't i don't often like i don't often like scream mm-hmm. so like that's what i think of with a wobbler but i definitely get frustrated and show it and i think i'm i think i'm more self deprecating when others mm. are around and i don't okay. like that like when i when i do that it feels icky yeah yeah and i i'm just like dude have a better fucking attitude like it, it's not a good look like it's not helping their day it's not helping yourself yeah, do yeah. this thing that you want to do and like what is this for you know yeah, yeah. i'd like to i'd like to I think, think it's an ego and thing. hope that my my outbursts are like are more humorous than anything to, 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 <laughs> They're to spectators. They're <laughs> hilarious. Usually, I like scream, and then like everyone's having a good time. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're usually you're usually like smiling while you're screaming. <laughs> there, there's like, I, I think I can that, I can that, picture that, you. That just punt be- at the end of Rodan. That was like my world was my world came crashing down but i was i was in it for like did you see that matthias one or two uh, minutes is, or something this is the and then i was like i lowered and i was just like wow i can't believe that just happened i only have one more i'll, right I'll link to your reel for people yeah, yeah. rodan and uh he, waterfall bovin he told me about yeah. <laughs> about this and yeah you should describe it well i i was i i only had six climbing days mm. in waterfall bovin and um I tried this basically like I think the hardest route at the area. Um, Power still out. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, Lights are just gonna be off. Early on in the trip, like my second day there, super proud line and um, you know definitely like a cool looking line from the ground. And I tried it and I couldn't. I couldn't really. I didn't even do all the moves on my first trip up it. And I was like, oh, that's that's not a great sign. Um, I'm probably not going to get sucked into this, but then I tried it another day and I like figured out all the moves and I was mm-hmm. like, shit, I have, I have to keep trying this now. And then it came down to my second to last day and I was like getting super close, like getting closer and closer every time. And then I, I kind of fell on like the very last hard move that you could possibly fall on, like Damn. on my second to last day. And I, I knew I only had like one try possible mm-hmm. after that. And I just couldn't believe that, like, because I think I had even talked about it before. And I was like, this is probably like, like, I don't think I would fall on this move. And then I fell there. And my friend John, this like Safa guy who we had met on the trip, was like filming me from a rope, like on this adjacent climb. And, and, and to him, like, you know, he's, he's like, he's super new to climbing. I mean, he's really, he's really strong for how new he is. Mm-hmm. But, um, to him, he's like, oh, cool. Like, he got another hype. Like, to him, it was all positive, you know? Like, he didn't, he couldn't really understand that, like, my world had just come crashing down and that, like, you know, it was, like, the the last try of the day was going to be my last opportunity to, like, send it on the trip or whatever. And just, like, how sort of high up on the route I had fallen, how badly I'd punted. And he was like, good job. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> so I was like, sit, hanging on the end of the rope, like, just like, no. And he was like, yeah, that was, that was great. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> we were like having this like funny conversation where he was like oh filming me and like trying to like, 
Like he was really psyched and I was really in the depths of despair for like that minute or whatever. And then he was like zoomed in on me with the camera and he was like, how did that one go? And I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. But it it was great. It like got it all out. And then I did it on my next drive, fortunately. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you just got to get it out. Good try, man. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think definitely like the that the release that it brings. Yeah, is, yeah, it's, it's important sometimes. It, I think to like to to bottle that all. I don't know. I mean, it's you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta like, you just have to emote. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's like I think all been there like enough times to like be like, be like you do it and it's like yeah okay yeah, yeah. and then you can regather and mm-hmm, do whatever. Mm-hmm, I think the mm-hmm. um the the self deprecation I find. Um, interesting and I've like in, intentionally tried to like not necessarily even be constructive but like made a real effort to like people I'm climbing with like for myself to basically not do it um, and stop myself from doing it. or if I do it then to like gas myself up like immediately after to like even it out mm. um, and, and then with friends as well kind of like like have conversations about like well like what about if we focus on this thing or like this like kind of like in have like try to get a habit going of like a more um, really like microscopic view of your climb and like what went wrong. And like the, I think like that gets better and better because I think then like the association of falling with like you're like shit or stupid or an idiot for falling there or something like that, which is like, if I'm like talking to, like it's, you would never like tell your friend the, mm-hmm. the same thing. And so then like, like why are you doing it to yourself? So I think like that, that like that kindness um mm-hmm. to yourself i think is really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think worth worthwhile especially for like longevity mm-hmm. it's funny how how like down on themselves and self self-deprecating climbers can be oh man yeah 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 for sure um i think like it it also i think who you who you climb with definitely if it's like like i climbed uh the start of this trip um with a young australian couple finn and geordie and he's mm-hmm. like super psyched like he's just like mm-hmm. happy to be here getting yeah. on stuff getting yeah. on stuff that's yeah. like way too hard he just wants yeah. to fall off stuff that's good energy to yeah be and you're like that. and you're like with like let's get after it we're like yeah we go to book club at like 2 a.m or something because <laughs> like right she's out there doing stuff like uh-huh. when it's raining you know um and that was like really infectious for me and that was like yeah. i was like oh, i want to keep this going as much as possible and then like you and then like you know the season changes and you start climbing with other people and mm-hmm. you, it's kind of this thing where you i think i wouldn't have noticed it before but then you start noticing it with certain people and then you're like, you're now like trying to like keep that kind of momentum going with them. You're like, no, no, this was this was good. This failure, this is this is a great thing. Like you're doing mm. like it's like it's like yeah, it was a high point, Ethan. Like <laughs> you know, like um, I think yeah, there's like I don't know how much like um, like doctoring of other people's like emotions is like I think like worthwhile or like um you should do necessarily but like if you can like i don't know there's like part of me that just wants to like everyone be like hey just be nice to yourself like mm-hmm. it's pretty good mm-hmm. this is the holiday that you're doing it's, yeah i don't know yeah yeah that's that seems like a healthy mindset but yeah that difficult one to <laughs> yeah <laughs> follow through on playing the long game <clears throat> yeah mm. learning learning from boulders i think pressure wise as well having so many ridiculously strong basically like no name kids or other athletes here that come and like do your project in like you know a handful of tries or flash it or whatever and you're like 
huh, this is like, for me, it's really like inspiring. I'm like, oh, anyone can get to this level. Like if they can, if they can get to this level in like five years of climbing or whatever they've been doing, then I'm like, okay, we, we can probably do this. Whereas before it was like, no, this guy is like, you know, he's like mm. Daniel Woods basically. And it's like, yeah, or some world cup. Yeah. And it's like gold medalist or something, you know, this is, you are only ever going to climb these things if you are this great and like overly strong for this. Whereas now I'm seeing all these people and it kind of takes the pressure off. You're just kind of like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, well, if they're doing this and this was just like their, you know, if they can do this in like one try, I can probably do this in like a couple of sessions or, <laughs> you know, that's kind of like where I start to pick it for. Mm. Um, and I, I think it really does protect, I think there's like a bit of like, um, like gaslighting myself into thinking that it's like a positive thing. Mm. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Being like, yeah, this is this is positive. This is great. <laughs> These people are really strong. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but it's yeah, it seemed to work. I don't know. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Do you uh, do you think you'll climb V fourteen? I think seems so. Yeah. Seems like you're ready for it. Do you have any? Well, you don't really project. Do you have any picked out or anything? I know any that are especially <laughs> inspiring for you. Um, what would it take? There's probably some in Sydney that are pretty pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> or I mean, they're all they're probably half of them are probably drop offs. Uh, no, so the um, I was like I was like. Mm Okay, the two that I was thinking are one's a drop off, one's not. Um, okay. um, basically, if you if it's a V14 in Sydney, then it's a lie down start to a 13. Mm. That's like we don't have a high concentration. We don't have anything. We've got like one 14 slash 15 um, mm. that got put up by uh, uh, Taylor Parsons ages ago. Um, but that was like like a training climb. It's like just a big link up of mm -hmm. like a bunch of stuff. Um, and then we a lot of the harder stuff in Grampians got um, shut down as well. So it's like if I'm probably gonna do a 14 i think like the most inspiring one is probably speed of sound i just haven't Sick. ever gotten out there you want to go on saturday <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. Um, that's exactly there. what you said you didn't want to do you can go saturday. there before black shadow yeah um yeah exactly right i just uh just the first well, first and second stage warm at this point it seems like there's a pretty high likelihood that i'll be trying it next year so <laughs> we can go together then. um yeah I'd be, I'd be stoked um I'm, I'm coming back of course um yeah i think um there's like there's relatively there's not much in Australia of that grade range. Um, and then the other stuff that I'm really inspired by is is here. I think um, I have to do like a longer stint in some place to, to do one overseas unless it was like a specific climb. Like a, it's like the, um, is it the power of now? There's like a... Mm, I was going to, when you mentioned Magic Wood earlier, mm, I was like, that one would, seems like it'd be perfect for you. Like I would really, really like to get on that. Yeah. Um, there's, that thing's so impressive. It's amazing. Yeah, it so looks impressive. incredible. Yeah. Um, or like, a, a, you know, maybe like a Casavino or something in like mm. Brione. Um, but I'm very used to getting very comfortable at a grade before moving to a next grade. Like I think I, I, yeah, I generally do like it seems like of each grade range, it's like I do like four, four times as many of like the grade below it before I'm like mm. super comfortable. Um, or like we'll like intentionally go out and pick multiple ones of that grade to go and um try um i'm kind of the same way i have like a very very like mm. low angle sloped pyramid i think um i think i like i i it's one of those things where i'm like i i think with the the progress that i've had this year i'm like okay i'm like i'm gonna do it um just based on like if you can do this in this amount of tries then definitely like the next grade it like extrapolates it um but i think that the part of the uh drive for doing that would be because people are like oh but you've climbed this many of this you should do this now and i think I, I did like i was climbing like well at the start and we were like yeah let's go try like book club for instance and 
I tried it and it's like the furthest thing from my style. And I was like, this is not my project world. Or like, this is my, this is my climb when I can climb the grade regularly, mm. I think. And then I was just really lazy with the other stuff and got sidetracked on like dinos and things that are close to the road. And I think that that happens a lot with me and I'm like, okay with it. Because <laughs> um, I kind of like as well, like you like talk mm -hmm. to people that are here from Rocklands the first time and they're like, oh, what do you like, what's good at this area? And then you're like, I can be like, yeah, this climb and this is like the best of the grade here or this is all like, you like know all the beta on like a certain, like basically any climb. Um, and it's, I, I don't know, I like, I think I, I find that really fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I, I want to go and do things that are like, you know, easier grades and not like, you know, um, like spray, necessarily spray worthy unless they're like a beautiful, like they're like, because they're so beautiful, you want to spray about it. Mm -hmm. But I think there's like some element of connection that there'll be people here that they basically have their like little project list and then they don't try anything else of any other grade and they miss out on like all this movement and all this like, just like good fun experience. And I think... I get like too much FOMO maybe mm. if, I, if I didn't approach it the way I approached it. And there's mm -hmm. like that the cost of I do one really hard sick boulder or I do, you know, a plethora of things like all the way down to V0, I'd prefer just to do that. Um, and I think that's like the main thing limiting me at this mm. point. Yeah, um, gotcha. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, don't know if I recommend it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet, dude. Thanks for doing this. No worries. It was, really it was fun to... To chat with you and to get to know you better on this trip. Yeah, thanks so much for inviting me. This is really, yeah, really great. Yeah, I was Appreciate gonna, it. I was gonna ask about mobility, but I think that could be a whole separate mm -hmm. conversation. And you did a great five-part series on your Instagram about the top five mobility exercises for climbers. So I think I might just link to that mm -hmm. whole series for people. But um, great, thanks. It fits with the way my brain works. Like I want like. Like the, the problem I always have with mobility and stretching is it just, the takeaway is always like, you should be doing way more of it all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm overwhelmed, you know? But when someone's like, do these five things yep. every time you go to the gym, I'm like, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Give me sets and reps or just something. But yeah, so I'll link to that. But anything else you want to you wanna talk about or share um, um, as far as what you got going on before we let you go? I mean, no, I feel pretty, pretty content with this. Um, I think building on the mobility thing, I think just like anything or any part of climbing that you want to improve, if you just add it into your warm up, or at least make sure you have a warm up. But like, I think like it's just so, it's so slept on. And like, since I started doing specific things, like you like warm up specifically for a heel hook on your climb with like an isometric or something like that, you'll just have like a way better time basically and be less tweaky and then you won't need to see me or book in um and that's kind of like i guess my more, more of my mo is like in part like i think this is like a great opportunity as well like impart enough like wisdom onto people to like basically prevent injuries before they happen i think that's kind of what i, I want to get more out i'm like really trying to do that with like the australian climbing community as well as like just get people like savvy enough to be like oh okay now i need to do this or like if someone comes to me with like a finger injury then after we've like gone through like one rehab cycle, if they get a similar one after diagnosis, they can kind of like do a lot of that themselves. And I think that's like, um, yeah, just encourage people to warm up. Mm. I think <laughs> like, and do dinos. <laughs> warm up and do dinos. All right. You got anything? Eat meat and yeet. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, we can cut that out for, Eat meat and yeet. for our vegetarian and vegan <laughs> listeners. Better, better yeet your meaties. Nice. Better yeet your meaties. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Um, Perfect I'm, note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm actually really glad that, that nutritional yeet. Yeah. That nu nutritional yeet. Um, 
Yeah, I was, I was, we got, we almost got through uh, an entire podcast not calling um, a dino a yeet, which I was wow. kind of proud yeah, <laughs> about. Wow. I didn't even think about the word yeet once, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> I'll stop there before I start making bad puns. <laughs> well, good luck, dude. Good luck on Saturday. Thanks, man. On your last day. Are you climbing tomorrow too? Um, I might try if it's dry. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll but otherwise, later. yeah, I think Saturday will be like last ditch attempt to um, try to do some really cool yeets. Do you want to go to the power and the glory? <laughs> we're trying to, we're just trying we're hellbent on sabotaging no come to day. my project <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um if maybe if it you reckon it's gonna be damp though i don't know i mean that one is in the, that one gets sun okay so if, we should if, we should let these people go thanks everybody for listening okay yeah fair enough <laughs> thanks for this it was bye everybody it was yeah you bet man my bye. pleasure hey friends i hope you enjoyed that episode with matthias And if you love the show and if you can't get enough, I'll be sharing an extra from this episode later this week on Patreon. It's about 15 minutes long. Matthias and Ethan and I talked about some of the best dinos in Rocklands. And Matthias shared some of his favorite exercises in the weight gym to train for dinos and some of his other recommendations. So if you're a geek, if you want even more nuggets about dinos, then be sure to check that out. You can learn more at patreon.com slash the nugget climbing. It's $5 to sign up and you can cancel at any time. No questions asked. And I'm going to be sharing a lot more of those extras. I don't know if it'll be every episode. I'm trying something new. I'm still kind of figuring it out, but that is something you can expect a lot more of in the near future. Big shout out to all of our sponsors. Thank you all for supporting the show. You can learn more about the sponsors and find those coupon codes by scrolling down right there in your podcast app or by going to the show notes at thenuggetclimbing.com. We're also sharing a lot of clips from the podcast on YouTube. I'm super proud of how that's turned out. You can check that out at youtube.com slash at thenuggetclimbing. And there's more new stuff coming all the time. I've got some really fun stuff in the pipeline that'll be coming hopefully this fall or early next year. So stay tuned. Always more stuff coming from The Nugget. I appreciate you all for listening and for following along. It means the world to me to have your support. Have an amazing week. Thanks again. And we will see you next time.